Podeskew is brought to you by Proper Rumpus Media. Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? Good day, you motherfucker. Oh, oh, look at you going, going native on this one. Yes, I, I, uh, I went Aborigine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. There you go. Yeah. Look at you. I, I, if I did anything else, it would be considered racist. So let's move on. <laughs> Yes, let's let's move on. How you wow, doing, man? Wow, wow. I'm good. <laughs> we need a didgeridoo. I gotta find one now. I gotta find a didgeridoo. There might be one in that sample thing that we bought like two years ago. I I think we have a very few select fr- fans and friends. Let's not up- upset them too much. I, that I, being said, there we're we're going to be supplied a lot of things that we probably could use to upset them. Yeah, today. I also I also think that it would take quite a lot at this point for us to to push. I don't that think way. we should go in that mindset. No. Just in case. No, I'm not saying we do, but it, it I, I still think it would take quite a bit. Um, but uh, uh, what what what's been, what's going on? You doing all right? I'm all right. I mean, yeah. the I, I could say it on this recording, uh, but yeah. it'll we'll 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 do a proper episode about it, you know, later. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of now a fucking orphan, which is really kind of weird to say. I know people are like, well, orphans are more for children. I'm like, well, no, technically an orphan is when you don't have your parents. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm that's... a 31 year old orphan, which is not as depressing as like Harry Potter. Being an orphan or Oliver Twist, yeah, yeah. But you know, but unfortunately, Dad did pass away. Uh, it's and everybody who has reached out, thank you for doing so. Let me just say it uh, first and foremost: I am fine. I, you know, I've had fifteen years to prepare for my dad's death. I had about fifteen seconds to prepare for my mother. Yeah, I, I mean, if for what it's worth, I mean, I, I haven't known you as long as other people. But I I was around for both of these, and mm-hmm. I I can tell you that you are definitely externally handling this a lot better. I, I would imagine internally as well. But I'm saying, yeah, you know. But you, you, like you said, you, you had time to kind of. Not only did you have 15 years to prep for, but what once they kind of told you what was happening more recently, you still had what like two months to kind of start mentally preparing that it was inevitable. Sooner I had later. more closure. It, I had right, more closure right. with Ron than I than I did with with Nancy. Um, it's, I mean, look, don't don't get it wrong. You know, I'm, yeah, yeah. I I I miss my dad, but at the very the very truth of it is that he's no longer suffering. He's no longer in yeah. pain. He's no longer yeah. causing suffering, which is you know, <laughs> and and no longer causing any more pain. Well, but I don't know. You're jumping. Peace. You're jumping through some hoops right now. That <laughs> once those are done, then maybe you can say that. True, but that's just that's just legal. That's, yeah, bullshit, it's, it's stuff you know? you're going to deal with anyone that pass. It's not a wrong thing. Right. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no, um, but uh, again, thank you to everybody who has reached out to me. Um, it is what it is. 
It sucks, but it's okay. It, you know, he lived a very long, full life. Um, we have some of it on re- on tape. <laughs> or we on, do, on and, and when we do do a proper memorial uh, episode, you guys will hear all that. Yeah. Well, so let's move on to happier shit. Well, how are uh, you? I, I'm I'm good. I'm still I'm still fighting whatever the fuck is going on, dude. It's been like a month and a half now, and I'm really getting sick of it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, being sick of being sick. I yeah, know, no really. I, I didn't. Is it, is it monkeypox? No, it's not. It's definitely not. They they honestly COVID? think it's my allergies. They do. They they don't think it's COVID. They think it's just you know I'm 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 out in the world more now because I'm going back to the office three days a week. So I'm traveling mm. through the world more. I'm not just like running out and grabbing food and running home. Like I'm out right. in it more. And they think it's just a combination of that along with. You know, listen, if you're paying attention to the world at all, the weather's been awful everywhere, period. You know, so, you know, that's the lack of rain is keeping pollen in the air and allergens in the air more than normal. And and so that's causing problems. And yeah, it's it could it could just go back to my theory of like how everybody I mean, look, I, I think people should be wearing masks, especially if they are not vaccinated, first and foremost. Well, but. But if you're wearing masks, like and try like the littlest allergy or sniffle is going to probably hit our bodies a little bit more extreme than what we're used to because we've been kind of being sterile. Well, that's what I'm. Stagnant. That's what I was saying. Yeah, you yeah. know. So it's and 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 that's actually kind of why I'm you know uh, at this point uh, against mandate masks, except in a scenario you laid out because. You know, I, I kind of go to the George Carlin route. You know, you need to build that immune that immune system. You know right. what I mean? Like, I know he's a comedian, but he wasn't stupid. <laughs> so, you Indiv- know, it's Individually, like- my opinion, individually, it's good for us to get a little sick to boost our immune system. Sure. But it's the spreading of it. That's that's why I'm well, like... Well, yeah, we and that's why it. I was for immunizations and, and all that right. when it was starting. But they, they're saying now... I mean, I don't know if you saw, but the CDC rolled back, like, all the guidelines from the beginning. I know. And the reason for... But did you see the, the logic behind it? Because no one's paying attention to the logic behind it at this no, point. No, I didn't read the whole thing, no. The, the logic behind it at this point is that between immunizations, and they are finding that if you are getting COVID, you are becoming... You're not becoming immune in a sense that you can't get it again, but that once you've had it, if you survive it, it's not going to hit you as hard. So mm. it, you know, if you... So especially if you're... If you've been vaccinated and boosted and then you get it, you're pretty much okay at this point. So they're saying mm-hmm. that between people, there's enough people that are vaccinated and enough people that are boosted and enough people that have gotten it anyway that didn't have any like major effects by it that it's the immunization in the world now is like 95%. It's 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 at a point now where it's like a flu. It's not going anywhere. You might get it. It might suck for a week or two, but you're going to be the likelihood of of ending up in a hospital and or even worse dying are is is very minuscule at this point. So Right, but there's still the possibility that it can evolve or mutate into something worse. But they don't think it's going to... No, no, because even though it keeps mutating and changing, what they're saying is that it's only becoming more contractable so it's easier to get but it's becoming, so it's easier to get but it's not deadlier it, it right it's actually diminishing in its deadliness every time it mutates now okay. apparently well, so all right well that, maybe 
That's why they're rolled. That back would really stuff. be the bitch of it, where like all the anti-maskers are like, "See, we told you masks were the worst thing for." It. It's like, oh well, fuck. No, because at the time, it was needed. It was needed, but now that yeah. we between the the vaccines and all that, it's at a point now where like, yes, you might get it, and it's going to be. In, they're saying it might get to a point where you they recommend you get the yearly shot like you do the flu. But mm-hmm. if you don't, it's not going to be the end, you know, unless you're over a certain age group and all that, you know, thing that they say about the flu, same thing, right. you know. So I, I probably, unless they say the next one will knock you out permanently from ever getting it, I probably won't get another one. I feel confident in the three that I've gotten, but because mm. every time I've gotten the shot, I've gotten worse. Not, not overall, but like. My my recovery from the shot has been worse. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's brutal. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's brutal. It was brutal for both you and me. Yeah, but you, but in different orders. Like I feel like yours got less and mine got worse. Like my first round, I was fine. Second round, couple days. Third one was like a week. So like you know, for yeah. me, I feel like it was like the reverse for you a little bit. You know, it's yeah. You you you're. I think you're right. Um, I also, but yeah, so that's, that's out there, but I mean, that's just what it is at this point. And I'm just getting ready for my trip and looking forward to that. And hopefully I I don't, I have to look what the mandates are, but I think at this point I get to ride an airplane without a mask. I'm very happy about that too. Yeah. But you know, you could probably, I mean, people get sick on planes all the time. Even before there was COVID, I would still suggest wearing a mask just because you don't want the germs and allergies. Yeah. I mean, I did it flying out to you and I, I did it flying out to you and I, Fuck, you know, maybe when I get on the plane itself, I don't know, but I hated sitting in the airport for two hours and then on the plane and then going to get like, I had a mask on at one point for like 16 hours straight. And like, by like the 12th hour, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of done with this thing. Right. So, um, but at that point, go to the bathroom and like when I, when I flew to Jersey, I would just go to the bathroom and take my mask off and like take like five minutes right yeah i mean i I didn't do that because i'm always afraid i'm gonna not get back to the gate in time and shit like that but yeah i hear um i'm in on the flight what's that i meant on the plane itself oh oh, yeah no 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 once i'm on the plane in my seat if i can avoid getting up out of my seat i I kind of try to do that so anyway that said you know that's that's my trip's coming up your wedding's coming up so we got positive things in both our worlds coming up very excited about that um, for both of us and um, I'm working on how to fill the content but that's that's already in the work no no but I know it's, it's in the works so it's not a bad thing I'm just saying that so to, for the audience the show should not see any delays while mm. while we're doing doing any of that stuff so that'll be good um, actually need to talk to you about Halloween I thought of something that works out positively but we'll talk um, okay. but I want to tell you about this story real quick I read yesterday that okay. happened in Jersey. Now it's not a Jersey. Per- well, it it. Yeah. So <laughs> what? There, there's a there's a you know all over the country and the world for that matter. There are conventions for all kinds of shit. Star Trek, Comic Con, you know whatever. Yeah. You know, um, there's one out here in a in a town called Cherry Hill, which is right over there, called Monster right. Mania every year. Um, and it's, it's all horror films and it's the stuff you like, like Nightmare and, you know, uh, Evil Dead and Freddy and Michael and mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. stuff. And a particular actor got arrested for fourth degree sexual misconduct at the con. Uh, okay. I think I and might have missed this. Gary Busey got arrested in Cherry Hill, New Jersey 
three days ago for fourth degree sexual misconduct. Wow. Yeah. What a shocker. Who knew that in Predator 2, he was the ultimate Predator? Yeah. I mean, I was I actually just did an impromptu uh, stream with Rick on Go With The Flow Gaming today, outside of our normal Friday thing. And mm-hmm. I was I brought it up there. And um, I don't know. The, the, the details have not been released. But, like, this thing takes place at a hotel. Now, I'm not saying anyone deserves ever to be assaulted, but if she went up to his room with him, it's like, come on, you it's Gary fucking Busey. You should have known better. <laughs> like, you know. I don't know, man. We don't know. I don't I I mean, I'm hearing it from you, but like if if he tried to pull something, even if she said no at any point, that's that's No, that's, I'm not No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying right. I, no nobody ever deserves that yeah, kind of thing. No, but if it's, but if she voluntarily went up to his room and then it went south, it's still wrong, 100%. But, like, right. your first clue should have been going to Gary Busey's hotel room. Like, that should have just been, like, your first red flag. It's Gary fucking Busey. Like, it's Gary Busey. Like, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't stand next to a stall with him. Right. Like, if, if this was, like, Brad Pitt hey, or something. Hey, what's going on? Like, oh, right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, like, this it, is, it, like, be like yeah. It'd be like taking a leak with fucking Beetlejuice, dude. Like, yeah, no, like that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, but but it's not good. It's not okay. And 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 I hope they prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law. But like, yeah. So that that's the biggest happening around here is apparently Gary Busey is a. Well, we kind of I always suspected a sexual predator, but now I confirmed sexual predator in my backyard. So. <sighs> If you say Beetlebuse three times, he will be in your backyard. Right, Jesus. So there's that, and then my apartment building got sold, so I'm still figuring out what that means for things. Oh shit! Yeah, Um, it was it was suspected before; it's confirmed now. So you know, Mm. uh, I don't know what that's going to mean in terms of things like rent and whatever. But you know, well, right. I I hope they at least let you know before they like. Had a giant wrecking ball just smash open your fucking no, like... no 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 they're definitely planning to keep the apartment as apartments the biggest fear okay. everyone around here right now is what are they going to do in terms of like jacking up the price because this is one of the right. cheapest apartments in the area that's not in like a dangerous neighborhood right you know so we'll have to we'll have to see what what it comes of it but there's nothing I can do about it till I also from what I understand <laughs> they can't change it. For each of us individually until our current leases expire, despite the fact that they're with the previous company. So right. I'm good till the end of June. So next year. So, you know, that gives me time to come up with a plan just in case it ends up going to shit. I can play and be in the back pocket and pull the trigger on it, you know, so for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what's going on in my world, and then just you know hanging out with the proper rumpus people, you know, talking to Jabo and helped him with his music on Jabology and you know stuff like that. So good, yeah. So, um, but as you alluded to, we have a letter. Uh, we just got a letter. I know. I I was waiting for you to do it because you do that every time we get one, and it's fine. Yep. Um, but, but we do have another, uh, a little cool. shout out to the blues clues fucking fans. And, and so that we don't get sued. Um, I acknowledge and, that it's, that we didn't come up with it. And we, we have a letter from our koala respondent, our, our country koala respondent, as she likes to be called. Um, 
I'm saying that because those are her choices, not mine. Uh, yep. Considering it's in the first line of the, <laughs> the, the letter. The OJ herself. The OJ herself. So we have a return to Oz letter. Um, as usual, it's been broken up into to parts. Rico and I each have uh, parts. And this time it seems to be alternating. Some Alternating. Sometimes... Sometimes it's one, and sometimes you'll get the middle, and I'll get the ends, and whatever. But I feel like this time she did the back and forth thing. So I think she would. I think as she writes it, she's like, "Who would? Who who would tell the story better?" Yeah, I, in, I in genuinely, terms of the context, like like I'll tell you, yeah. part two has a lot of like JoJo dialogue, and I know <laughs> she she's wants just to, like yeah. she wants the Joe Joker. So yeah, yeah, I could imagine that does not stun me. Um, so yeah, we, we have that. And so I have the, the first part here. So I will, I will get the ball rolling here, sir, because I don't know about your sections, but mine two total 18 pages. So I've got a lot to say. <laughs> I, I don't, I luckily, luckily I don't have the thing where it tells me how many pages. I'm just going to say it's a lot. Yeah. She, she wrote a lot. Apparently we didn't get it all. Like she just cut, she cut it at some point and was like, fuck it. I'll send the rest another time. We, we have, we have the Moyle edition. Yeah, the what? Oh, the, the okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. It took me a second, but um, I, I guess. Um, yeah, it's so. it's been cut off, so it's this, it's the the circumcision edition. That's a listen. I'm telling you, if this is just the tip, then it ri- it rivals the length of your brother. That's all I'm saying. Like that's this is the, for- the so we thankfully we got rid of the foreskin. Now we just have the giant <laughs> the giant schlong. Of yeah, some, something like the that. real meat of the letter. <laughs> you know, you're you're turning JoJo on with every word of that sentence. You realize this, oh, right? JoJo, <laughs> are you ready to be read too? Uh, all right, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, she's giving titles to the sections. I don't know what we're going to give an overall. We'll have to figure out the overall thing. There, she, always, but... she always gives titles. No, no, yeah. I know. I'm just reminding yeah. more for the, remember it's everyone's first episode. Remember that's how right. You, yeah. If, um, if this is your first episode of Potaskew, good fucking luck. I, I go, actually talk. Go back to the original, like go through a whole fucking marathon of the return to Oz's. They are fucking outstanding. They are outstanding. And I actually very uh, related. I talked to somebody recently who their first episode was Poinaskew. And I was like, well, mm. great episode to listen to. And thank you for listening to it. But uh, that's not what we normally do. So I recommend you go listen to something else from the show. You know, yeah, we try to be we try to be funny. Usually. Yeah, usually. Um, but all right, here we go. Part one. Return to Oz with celebrations abound. It's time for piss ups, cheers, and chukas all around. Yep. Good day, one and all, and greetings from down under. It's your number one OG fan and cunty correspondent from Oz, Jay. Here once more to regale you with tales of our antics south of the equator and to catch you up on all that's transpired since we last caught up, as well as to toast all of your recent milestones and successes up north. So strap yourselves in, folks, grab those cocktails and coldies, fill those glasses up, and let out a huge cheers and chukas to get these Potaskew piss-up celebrations started. Woo fucking woo. (laughs) I am strapped in, strapped on. I've got cocks and tails, both in hands. Let's do this shit. I, things I don't need to know. Um, firstly, I want to take this. Uh, I wish to take this opportunity to wish you both and our beloved Potaskew congrats on making it 
to and now beyond the 200 episode milestone. It delighted us all to no end hearing you all celebrate this auspicious occasion with by gathering some fellow podcasters and showmates together and doing what you do best. Make your audience laugh our asses off. It's one of many highlights of the year, and so far I'm more than certain there will be way more to come in the months and many years ahead. Uh, years is scary because I don't know. <laughs> I'm having trouble thinking what we're going to do in December <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> No comment. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest highlights of this year's calendar would def be the upcoming nuptials we've all been waiting for and never thought would occur. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, there was a point where it's you... Tr- it's yeah, true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, it's, it's not... Just, I don't the think way it's, it's phrased so like abruptly yeah. is like, we were hoping, but we didn't think it was going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. Yeah. yeah. She was never going to say yes. Let alone ask. <laughs> right. All right, um, as you were. We all wish to send our biggest love and congrats to our beautiful and beloved blushing bride, Queen Steffi, and her Potescue Prince Charming Rico on their impending and long-awaited elopement. Many corks were popped in, your on- in honor of your news, as I'm certain many more will be popped in honor for you both uh, for your special day. Please know that whilst none of us will be there, we'll all be there with you in spirit and just know it will be such a magical moment for you both. Thank you. My inside spoily sources have informed me that Steffi's dress is exquisite and she is just beaming in it, just as every queen should. And Rico, well, we all know he'll be looking handsome as hell with his queen holding his hand and standing right beside him as they step towards their future's destiny together as one. I'm, yeah, she's getting, she's talking at the heartstrings a little bit here. I gotta be honest. I, I, I mean, I uh, I purposely told Stephanie I don't want to see what her wedding dress well, is. I'm not really big on tradition be. and shit. Yeah. But like. Yeah. Oh man, I went through such major bullshit with the rings. Oh my god! I, I know, I I know the story. I don't know if you want to share that later, but that's up to you. Um, I want to, I want to, I want them to be fixed first. Then I'll bitch about it. Fair enough. I want fair enough. I, fix I figured them. it might be by now. But anyway, I'm so very proud of you both, and wish and I wish you all the happiness, joy, laughter, and all the love you both so richly deserve. I couldn't be more thrilled nor delighted as I truly do believe you're both a match made in heaven if you believe in that sort of thing. No, but we were definitely forged in the depths of hell. Okay. Well, I think that's why she added that part there. Right. Another union of sorts, and it's a massive congrats to the amalgamation of our beloved Potescu family with a fellow outstanding podcast fam, the proper Rumpus Media family. Even as merely a fan, uh, it was obvious immediately that the blending of these two fans was a no-brainer the very first moment I heard Rico's brilliant interview with Jabo on his always fun and entertaining show, Jabology. From that interview onwards, I have made it my mission to catch as many of his episodes as possible, and not once have I ever been disappointed. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Jabo, and, Jabo and Co. are a good fucking bunch. And I'm sure they appreciate J- Jay's... Uh, Loyalty and going back and listening to all that too. Oh, so, yeah. I haven't even fucking done that. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm a fucking member and I'm like, yeah, I'll get around yeah, to it. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. Uh, I'd rather just make new contact and listen to that shit. There we go. 
but it was this extraordinary five-hour marathon interview with CJ recently that blew me away and illustrated what a talented podcaster you both are. I am a complete puddle of smoosh in anticipation for that thruple with you all. Just pressing record and hearing how long you can actually continue to shoot the shit for straight. We'll all be there for every for booze in hand, burgers and snags flipping on the Barbie, and riveted to every minute and for however long you're on air for, just as always. And as if a weekly podcast, a twice-weekly DJ gig assist to that mysterious musical maestro DJ Xanthus and recording Pure Gold with Jabo, our superhero CJ has now taken to the battlefields on Twitch with his mate Rick and weekly entertains us on his channel Go With The Flow as they play Returnal and attempt to destroy freaking Frank, or what JoJo and I have come to describe him as, the baddie blue-ringed Aki shooting out cock rings everywhere and hunting for those heaps cool glowy weaponry out there to find. It, that, <laughs> um... <laughs> I wish y'all could see Rico's face right now. Like he's trying to absorb that entire paragraph. That that, that whole paragraph was a bunch of words that made a sentence, <laughs> but made no sense. And the fact that you struggled so hard. I mean, you did good, but you struggled through it. I was like, this is like a blind person writing a sentence and a deaf person trying to read it out loud. Like, it's just so fucking weird. <laughs> I, move on. I, okay. I, I, uh, you look like you had more. I was letting you go I, for it. I, I could not compete with that. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's become an absolute treat for us to spend our Saturday ROs getting lost inside that world, and we're both eagerly in, anticipating a triumphant victory party for our battle-weary heroes once they defeat their evil, squiggly enemy, and to also become just as captivated in other adventures both you and Rick take us on in the future. Another relaxing way we re- we amuse ourselves on a Saturday Arvo is by kicking back on my porch and merely observe- observing my adorable flock of fuzzy cherubs as they play and frolic their days away in my yard. One Saturday in particular, we noticed an uncanny similarity between my fluffy tribe and the gang from the old cartoon show Top Cat. Well... Whilst this may be before your time, Rico, I'm hoping you, CJ, and some of your listeners may well remember this quaint yet adorable cartoon figure from a bygone era. Yeah, Top Cat was, um, imagine, you've seen Tom and Jerry, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, imagine if Tom had a bunch of friends and they all talked, because you know Tom never spoke. Okay. And then they sometimes wore clothes. Like, if I remember, Top Cat wore, like, a straw hat and a vest, but not, like, a full, like, clothing thing. So, you know. Okay. So, yeah. like, they kind of Winnie the Pooh did, like, where it's just, like, upper unit, upper, um, like, top hat. I, I don't remember if it was all upper. There might have been someone that wore pants at some I just don't remember. But, yeah. What the fuck is it with animals only wearing part of their clothing? Like, Mickey wears shorts, nothing else. I, yeah, I, mm. Winnie the Pooh wears a shirt and no bottoms. Daffy Duck, same thing. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Bugs Bunny's just fucking naked unless he's dressed up as a woman. You know you know who does wear clo- full outfit? Uh, pl- uh, Goofy. Goofy wears a shirt, pants, shoes, and overalls. And That's true. Yeah. Goofy's also the only Disney character we know for a fact has had sex. We do? Oh, because he has a kid. He's got a kid. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Donald's sister as well. 
And she does have a name. I cannot remember what it is though. I actually I actually read about it recently. But yeah. Daisy's not a sister. That's no, but he no no. I I understand that. But he also does have a sister. That's where Huey, Dewey, and Louie come from. That's true. He has a sister, and she has been referenced, but I do not remember. I don't have it in front of me. That is true. That is true. But they've been living with Uncle Donald for a very long time. And and technically, it was duck season. That's what fucking happened. That's what happened. And and technically, Scrooge has had sex because that's where that's where Donald comes from. I would think, right? He's there. He's he's Uncle Scrooge. So no, yeah. So maybe not. Okay. So there are Disney characters that are banged. That we but, do, most of them are off camera. <laughs> no, when you hear fucking goofy, like Yahoo, that's when he's busting it in that fucking cow girlfriend that he has. Should we just go back to? The, I think I everything think we, that we just said also sounds like something Jay would just. Wrote. <laughs> that's true. Um, what we noticed. And which has us in stitches was without question Rico is Top Cat, or as the opening theme song goes, close friends get to call him TC. He's manipulative and mischievous, but is the loyal, caring, and protective one of the group, ready to bail out any of his pussy packs should the need arise. Then there's little Benny, an indigo-colored cat... Cat wearing a white sports jacket, who's TC's right hand man, and that's most deaf, uh, deaf our little taffy. Whilst the tiniest of the crew, she is friendly, bubbly, and fiercely loyal. And still, Taffy loves nothing more in life than chasing those lizards around my yard. Leaping lizards. <laughs> After that, we have Fancy. He's a smooth talking, attractive, trustworthy, and seen often chatting up the ladies only departing when he hears those trash cans being bashed by TC, and yep, you guessed it, he's absolutely our Dark Knight Smokey. Mm. Okay. Choo Choo, was, we agreed, was Tilly Tail Gobbler and the beatnik of the group, whilst Olive Green Cat Spook is Little Lily Rose for her laid-back and relaxed way she travels through life, both of whom still make regular trips to my mini Gotham City, and usually around tea time so as to steal their sib snacks, then return home for their second helpings. And lastly, our newest adoptee, Robin, we dubbed Brain. The orange cat wearing a purple t-shirt, and whilst he may well be named Brain, it is most definitely not for his intelligence. He's clumsy, and there are times where I'm certain the pussy pack are finding his aloofness just as hysterical as we all do. Hence why we decided that Robin would would be the one to go live with Cass and Becca, as opposed to Taffy. It would break my heart this, at this late stage to break up Rico and Taffy as they spend every moment of the day together side by side. Speaking of Cass and Becca, the update on them is that this past year has been a super tough one. First of all, Becca's mom just recently passed suddenly. Oh, shit. You have my condolences. Absolutely. But because she's still battling the symptoms of long COVID, she wasn't able to make it to the funeral. Add to that, they'd not only recently moved further away from us to a larger, more viable land for yearly crops, not one, but two one-in-a-hundred-year floods struck both the girls on the farm and even us here in Sydney and down to the, east, the entire eastern seaboard. Whilst it, whilst it may well say in our constitution, droughts and flooding rains, 
Nobody has ever expected nor dealt with four of the supposed 100-year floodings in the space of two years ever. I'm telling you, man, this, the, the world the world's just going to implode on itself in the next, like, decade. Fucking California's, like, thirsty. Yeah. Australia's drowning. Like, yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Who he knew took... the Midwest would be the way to go? They're actually saying the Midwest will be the new Sahara. That In the next decade, it'll be the next Sahara. Well, that movie sucks. So that's really bad. Yep, I I read that the other day. It's basically going to turn into what fucking what is that? The fourth Resident Evil, I think. Was that the one where? Yeah. Um, In Spain. No, no, no. Remember the one? The fourth, no, not the game. The, the movie where they were. Oh, the third. Oh, the third one. Is it the third one? Okay, no, I'm not going to argue. It's, it's whatever one where. Yeah. 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 Each one of these floods has had a devastating impact on the girls, both financially and emotionally. Mm-hmm. But just as always, they put their gumboots on before dawn every morning, trudge out into the muddy fields, feed their ever-increasing livestock, and set about getting back up on their feet again slowly. They truly do inspire me with their grit and determination. They've asked me to pass on my sincerest thank yous for all the support, love, and kindness you've extended towards them during this extremely difficult year, and are looking forward to heading back to our neck of the woods to hang out once again soon. And I, for one, cannot wait. This is by far the long, longest it's been since I've hung out with my gals, and I miss them every single day. Even though we speak on the phone fairly regularly, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. An update on another of our Oz crew gals is our Kai. She is out there living her best life and can either be found shopping for bargain heels and makeup with JoJo or partying her nights away with her boo D. Which that's got to be over a year now, right? That's that's been. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 been going on. Good for yeah. you. Good for yeah, really good for them. Um, Both of you guys keep it up. Or as you may remember her, the slutty green giant. Mm-hmm. They have a fantastically fun group of friends whom offer a great support network for her, as does her therapy group. She still sometimes attends. But as for the rest of us, whenever she's not working, you usually find her here at my joint, especially when there's a DJ Xanthus gig for us to attend, a highlight twice a week for us all. Attempting to guess what's on the Alpha Bits and Pieces musical menu each week has become a sporting event, with at times even bets being placed by everyone here on which artists will be included in that week's mix. You're like their version of fantasy football. Yeah, right. Right, which, which they have football done. I was actually talking to her about that the other day, but anyway. All right, so you are fantasy foosball. Yeah, I, I guess so. Or fool's ball. Fool's um, balls. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the random request show, which while, while super chaotic for our beloved DJ, he juggles our many and varied selections professionally and seemingly with ease, giving his audience an opportunity to hear and share some of our favorite tunage. So naturally, we attempt to come up with some classic Oz rock to throw into the mix. Yes, they do. <laughs> I have, Even there's I, more than just Akadaka. More than Akadaka. Yep, I've, I've had to I've had to dig into the, some strange the down shit. unders, the fucking yeah, the 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 chlamydia koalas. Uh, <laughs> what I'm trying to think of what the, the fucking didgeridoons. Yeah. Um, as well as some of our favorite songs from the way back that we partied along to throughout our lives. Our most favorite thing, though, is hearing what DJ Xanthus' randomizer selects from his eclectic and brilliant library of tunage. 
Never is there a dull moment at a DJ Xanthus party. And now the Oz crew party crowd has grown with old mates Gaza and Mel and their mate Drew all dropping around to my joint, Brecky and Bevy's in tow. I'm just happy that Jay's not always one paying for food and drinks like other Seriously, people. Seriously, yeah. yeah. Um, we all get our grooves on or else just sit back chillaxing to the always awesome tunage and just shooting the shit together. They have become the highlights of my week, along with my beloved Potescu happy place, of course. We all can't thank you enough for all the hard work, gifting us with seemingly never-ending hours of super fun, entertaining, and clearly illustrates what a multifaceted talent you truly are. Speaking mm-hmm. of collaboration to talent, I wish to take this opportunity to thank both you and Rico for your recent episode uniquely entitled Pointescu Roe v. Wade. As you could well imagine, we two here in Oz were devastated by your Supreme Court's decision to reverse the rights of women to control their own bodies. It's cruel and archaic and a notion that those in power can afflict their extremist viewpoints upon its citizens that will ultimately cause way more harm than good. We stand side by side across the seas with you all in this fight. Which, by the way, Rico, I just have to pause here for a minute. Did you hear about this thing they're trying to pass in, in Illinois now? No. It's the Rapist Bill of Rights. That's uh, ex- excuse me? Yeah. They're calling it the Rapist Bill of Rights. If you are raped and you have you are impregnated and you abort the child in or out of Illinois and you are found out, they want you to be obligated to pay the rapist and every member of his family through like two ge- not generations but two like strings so i guess like out to like second cousin or something twenty thousand dollars each because you aborted his child correct yeah fuck you and your law <laughs> like that. this this season of finale of <laughs> handmaid's tale really is scary like this i is, didn't say it but Jesus. it's that's basically what the fuck is going on is like uh, Oh my god, dude! Uh, yeah, hasn't crazy. hasn't fucking Illinois suffered enough? Now we're gonna, they're introducing this shit. Yeah, I don't know if it's passed yet, but they're trying to. So I fucking hope not. Like um, that—that that is really like last, you don't give the rapist more rights than the rape raped. The rape that victim, doesn't make yeah the, the rape victim that does not make any fucking bit of sense. Last I heard, they had the votes to get it though, so we'll see. But, oh, let me guess. Someone who introduced it was a fucking Republican. I, I honestly don't. I honestly don't know. I don't know. I don't know that. But yeah, there's no there's no fucking way. A Democrat I, I'm sure. Be. I'm sure not. But I don't want to say definitively when I don't know. So that's all. I, I don't even know. And I'm saying it definitively. That's okay. a fucking public cunt. All right. We're going to get back to the letter. But I, I want to I've been oh. meaning that came out while you've been dealing with everything you're dealing with. So we haven't had yeah, chance to talk Jesus about it. Christ. That's, that's um, holy fuck. Growing up, I heard many horror stories of young girls seeking out backyard and coat hanger abortions, and the thought that there are people willing to allow those dark times to return is nothing short of barbaric to us all. Agreed. So hearing your panel of intelligent, well-spoken women coming together to discuss such an important topic was an exceptional episode. We, too, were giving verbal, giving verbal nods all around down south. Hearing Erin's experiences, experiences brought me to tears, and not unlike her, I too was forced to hug a predatory uncle I felt uncomfortable being around, with my instincts later on being very much correct. I adored hearing from Rasp and her experience as a mom attempting to explain that inexplicable to her 12-year-old daughter. 
Steffi and her accurate and brilliant summation that feminism is about choice or Bridget's question of why didn't anyone Dems nor Republicans alike ratify Roe v. Wade 50 years ago. And you're CJ when you very correctly stated they're supposed to be interpreting and enforcing the law and not their personal beliefs. All such intelligent and thought-provoking contributions to an outstanding public forum on such a vitally important topic. Thank you both so much for giving these women a place to come together, share their own personal experiences, and a safe place where their voices and skewed views could be heard on a public forum. I'm certain that episode meant a lot to those of your audience whose voices don't get heard to know that intelligent men such as yourself stand shoulder to shoulder in this war to reclaim every woman's right to decide what transpires inside her own body. Or as Jay so succinctly put it in Dogma, a woman's body's her own fucking business. Now, sir, if you would kindly pass this off to Rico, I'd be most grateful. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Here, fucking here. All right. Part two. Even more A's for your Q's. Uh-oh. Us to use. I, I love when there's A's. <laughs> <laughs> CJ described my last report as a nice, big, chunky one. But I like to think of them as chunky on the outside, creamy and gooey in the center. And speaking of creamy and gooey, it is with a heavy heart that I inform you all that my precious pinky Tuskadoo is no longer with us. I thought she told us that before. Maybe that was something we knew. I don't remember. Podeskew Podcast, the only podcast that mourns a dildo. (laughs) A battery operated one at that. A vibrating fucking dildo. Join us every week, but periodically we will... (laughs) We will give you serious conversations about Roe v. Wade, abortion clinics, and and rapists in Chicago, and also having a eulogy for a vibrating fake dick. (laughs) It occurred one Arvo alone together where midway through she just froze. Perhaps it was complete exhaustion or malfunction of some kind. But after many changes of batteries and tinkering around with her, begging and pleading for her to come back to life, it just wasn't meant to be. Maybe, like, she got wet. (laughs) 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 Fucking taps, really? (laughs) 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 Fucking... She went to battle many, many times, man. Like, yeah, I mean, what do you just, mean? Uh, just imagine the whole fucking, like, Oz crew is just, like, has kazoos. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, no. D- didgeridoos, man. You use the right, you know. Oh, okay. So. Moving <laughs> 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 uh. on. I mean, maybe the battery was fried because it just got a little too wet, Jay. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we heard about the puddles on the bus, unfortunately. The puddles on the bus go, ew, ew, ew. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to go splish, splash, splish, but sure, that works too. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I've said two fucking lies already. (laughs) Okay. A thorough ground search of Sydney stores has yet to locate a replacement. And all the other ones just don't hit that same precise magical spot the same the, the, the way Pinky always did. Nor do they gift me with my multiple orgasms as she did. See, that's uh, what I'm saying. She wrote those words for me to say. Yeah, well, I, I, I actually got a mid-letter update. I'll tell you about it when my next part comes up. So Okay. 
Sadly, fingers and phallics just don't get the job done for me. So if you all will be so kind as to send through those thoughts and prayers for all of my lost orgasms of late, it would be greatly appreciated. I feel like we need to start a GoFundMe for Jay. <laughs> to like uh, Jay. Call it a GoFuckMe. Uh, a GoFuckMe page. Now, as you Isn't may, that just all- OnlyFans? It's, yeah, well, but you actually get to see shit. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. This is okay. just like supplying. I, look, I guess I'm going to have to fucking go on Amazon for Jay again. Well, no, apparently she's been through Amazon and they don't have the one that she wants. That's the problem. She can find new ones. It's she. She's looking for a very specific uh, one and she, and she can't find. She, she wants that one. She even, ha- I, even I even told her. I can't believe she actually did this. I'll share this with the audience. She was complaining to me about it right after it died, and I'm like, well, the model number's got to be on there somewhere. Just find it and search it. And she did, and it's like out of, like, it's 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 like an old mod. They don't make it anymore, or and the ones that she can find are, like, ridiculously priced. Jesus. So she's got, like, some fucking, like, old... Uh, uh, what, what What's that fucking type and- of bullshit where... Uh, where it's like retro. It's not retro, but it's like a very specific type. Like, oh, um, like steel, steel something. Um, I don't know. She's got an old Victorian fucking dildo, basically. <laughs> did it vibrate? Did she crank it? That's what I want to fucking know. The the music was it's steam powered. Steam steampunk. That's what I was going for. Steampunk. It's a steampunk. She's got a fucking like a Jules Verne vibrator. 20,000 leagues. Oh, my God. I don't know why, but as soon as you said that, I imagined Doc Brown just making her a new vibrator. Yeah, just like because of Back to the Future yeah, 3, because yeah, I'm into yeah, Jules yeah, Verge. Like, yeah, yeah. great Scott will sit right up your hoo-ha. <laughs> Get back to the war. That was you all may or may not remember. I'm a sales girl from way back, and I'd like to think I do it rather well, especially when it comes to my beloved home down here in Oz. But I really wasn't attempting to sell you all on it. I merely wanted to gift to you all the honest insider info that most Toros don't find in the brochures, nor foresee when they picture what day-to-day life is like for us Aussies. Yes, we occasionally get spiders in our laptops, rats gnawing away on drunk farmers' toenails, plagues of snakes buffeting on on even larger plagues of bush rats, redback spiders cohabitating with us in our dunnies and sheds, chlamydia carrying koalas, or as Rico and I discovered recently on a late night Skypey chat, even our cute little fluffy quackas haven't escaped the carnage and are apparently all carrying and spreading salmonella. Sure. See, that's the fucked up thing is like, Jay and I were like having a session and I was looking at like she was telling about these fucking quackas. I looked them up and I was like, they spread salmonella. She's like, I didn't know that. We picked them up all the time. Like they spread salmonella. Stop picking up anything in Australia. If you see it, leave it the fuck alone. It's a rock. It's a fucking evil rock is what it is. I saw a, I saw a thing on Facebook. This is not Photoshopped. I checked. It was a, like a Nissan Sentra or something. It doesn't matter. The, The car, the car is not important, but it was a blue car. And it was one of those ones where the door handles into the door, but it's not like sticking out. Like it's 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 uh-huh. part of the door. There was a wolf spider underneath I... in in the door. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've seen I've seen that fucking awfulness. Yeah, <laughs> um, I saw another one where it was like 
what what Australia's really like. And it showed Obi Wan Kenobi in <laughs> Attack of the Clones, and yeah. he's got the spear, and he's like chucking at the giant spider monster yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. and he just yells "cunt" at it, like uh, <laughs> like what Australia that. really is like. Yeah. Okay. And then there's Jojo. So all the fucking evil Aussie things that we were just discussing. And then there's Jojo. Re- re- Rico. Really, yeah. Sorry, really quick. Well, because I'm afraid she wrote about it, but there's a thing from Rick's stream. There was a woman, I swear to God, this he told the story on Friday. A woman showed up to one of his streams last week, claiming to be from Sydney with the screen name Busty Cougar 40. And then that's what we all said. But apparently she spent most of the time with him, hanging out, followed him. And then as soon as his stream ended, promptly deleted her account. So she's just like gone. And I swear to God, it has to be like, like we talked about it on streaming. Jojo apparently was there watching with Jay and swears up and down. It wasn't her, but like, um, I'm not so sure. Maybe all those like, old horny fucking you know single women are in your area is actually true they're just all in australia yeah, there you go yeah single women want to fuck but you got to go all the way to australia it's like i will masturbate <laughs> 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 okay go ahead all right rico your comparative to her as a bond villain was perfection and she's been known to us as pussy galore for years that glamorous villain assisting in Goldfinger's plot to rob Fort Knox. And there have been many times in the past that we've been convinced that that's where she gets all her clothes shopping cash from. I I, I wonder all the time. So that doesn't, I, yeah. I think she's fucking the PM or something. She's she's like, like, she's fucking somebody or she's just like, honestly, like a diabolical fucking villain who has like, like a bat cave full of stolen jewels and shit. The 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 uh, the other more. And when I mean bat cave, I just mean a cave. <laughs> the the other more uh, honorable option is that she comes from money, has hated all this time to not be uh, thought of differently. Because you know sometimes they say you right. you know, and she just wants to be one to of not, the girls. to be not thought of differently. Well. We're I talking mean... about JoJo here. She's like, look, you guys can look at me as the drunken slut, but I want I want you to know that I have money. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I I come from old money, but I also happen to be an old whore. Like <laughs> Yes, that's where JoJo draws the line, CJ. Go get over yourself. You could be right. I don't think you are, but you could be right. I, I didn't say that was my opinion. I was just throwing out a, another potential uh, outcome. It's it's true. I still am like reserving like the probability that she's like Steve Irwin's fucking first creature that he like <laughs> fucked with. Crikey, look at me! It's a fucking JoJo. The- <laughs> I would have stick my thumb up her up, 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 up the cloaca. <laughs> the cloaca. Um, we we love you, JoJo, but like, God damn, you are like a fucking like you're like the the Sasquatch of Australia. Like, we don't know if you actually exist, and at this point, we're just adding all fucking urban legends. Like, I, did you? We know what really killed Steve Irwin. I, I have to ask you, <laughs> legit, legit question, legit question. Yes. We we meet JoJo for the first time. She hugs us first or slaps us first? Is there a difference? Stop it. I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you the first thing that happens is me probably pissing my pants. 
Why? If she comes at me to either slap me or hug me, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I will take a shower with the clothes on. Probably. So, so, so basically, you think it's a 50 50 shot. Either one of them is, is probable. I think the biggest shot is the one she's going to shove in our faces and be like, here, fucking drink this. That's uh, awesome. I, I, all of a sudden I made her from Brooklyn because it, that, <laughs> if anything, she would probably just to even like fuel the mystique. She would be born, raised in Australia, but also have a Brooklyn accent just because. So she's the non-famous Margot Robbie, basically. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She she puts the Rob in Robbie. <laughs> she robs people. She that's how she gets all her fucking money. No, even better. We call her the Joe Joker, but really she's kind of the fucking Harley Quinn. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Paragraph four. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have to go back to uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, many times in the past we've been convinced that that's where she gets all her clothes shopping cash from that together with never paying for groceries and merely scabbing all my supplies has over the years afforded her the luxuries. Most of us just dream of expensive and extended holidays on overseas cruises and tropical islands. First class accommodation, the works. Well, I guess we know how fucking Jay's going to come out. I'm, the, the I'm listen, I'm states. telling you, she's got money. She has to have money. She, she she's, clearly has money, but how she has the money. No, I'm talking like she comes from money. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm at this point going to go with that, that. It wouldn't surprise me if she comes for money. I don't fucking know. That too. <laughs> well, she does earn a great salary. It's all usually spent on replenishing her monthly credit card bills only for her to set about spending them to her excesses once again with bargain shoe shopping and slinky undersized dresses she slithers her way into. And yes, CJ, JoJo really is a baller, but that term refers to something completely different down south. I'm sure it does. Here, it means she loves to fuck a lot. Well, we knew that. That's not... Yeah, yeah fucking, like... I, I was right in both, in both definitions of the term. I was yeah. still correct. She she's the bald and the baller. I mean, look, she loves to fuck a lot. Would be on her Pokemon card. Like we fucking knew this. Like <laughs> her love, her love potion number sixty nine is most definitely Jack Daniels. And she actually did once own a handbag that had a giant dollar sign on it, just as the villains of bank robbers of old would uh. carry around. Except hers was covered in uh, diamantes and sequins. Diamonds? Di- di- probably some kind of like fake diamond looking thing. Yeah. Okay. Diamonds. Diamantes. Diamantes probably is. Yeah. I, yeah. It's probably just maybe it's just diamonds and like it's just like I, I don't know. Um, sadly, of late though, our Joe Joker's wings have been clipped. Oh. Not not by putting the cunt in country, but rather by her many fruitless attempts to free her cunt from country life. The year. Oh bro. yeah. Yeah, I heard about this. <laughs> All those COVID roadblocks and speeding offenses ended up costing her $3,000 in fines and eight months loss of license. Yep. Is this her whore license or her driver's license? Driver's. I don't know how, it, driver's. Okay, I don't know how yeah. they issue that out in Australia. I, I, I re-up every year. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Although, unfortunately, <laughs> this was one bit. <laughs> I'm getting married. I got to watch what I say. Uh, although, now, unfortunately, this one, huh? What, a week out? You're going to start watching what you say? Yeah. Uh, well, the show's going to go downhill in two weeks, but that's beside the point. No, watch what I say, like, near her. Ah, gotcha. Ah, and then once we're married, once we're married, 
I can unleash. You've only seen half a Rico. No. I don't want to uh, see the other half. <laughs> the, the lower half. <laughs> Especially that half. Yeah. All right. Although, unfortunately, this one bill she couldn't charge to her works credit card account. But in true Joe Joker fashion, just days later, senior management and their associates all received a $2,000 bonus each, which helped take a bit of the sting out of her fine. After my last report, we're all beginning to think you're the JoJo Whisperer, CJ. Who would have guessed that everything JoJo has done and put me through ever since was merely a subconscious vengeance and middle finger to me for stealing her childhood sweetheart away from her? Mm. Not to mention the reason our JoJo never settling down due to that unrequited love of Leaf that led to the litany of lifelong roots she's been constantly seeking ever since. Holy alliteration, Perfect. Batman. Jesus. Jesus Christ. That was a lot of L's. Um, uh, profound and perhaps fairly accurate. Except the villain land, landed her man in the end. After all, whom do you think he cheated on me with? Yep, you guessed it. It was JoJo. This woman, no wonder there's a pussy pack down there. She's got nine lives like the rest of them. I mean... Who knew JoJo would be the one raking leaf over the fucking coals, right? Mm-hmm. All right. It's been unanimously agreed. You definitely, you def belong down here in Oz with us all, CJ. Amongst the stakes. I added that. Ugh. Ugh. Although, <laughs> I just wanted to see you squirm for a second. <laughs> Although JoJo, JoJo firmly believes she must first teach you the only way to drink whiskey properly is with a much fuller glass and no. Gaza and Drew believe you need a baptism by booze during a three-day pub crawl with the crew. So you want CJ to die. <laughs> That's essentially what they're saying, you, yes. Because let's start with pub crawl. Yeah. CJ can barely fucking walk as it is. You want to, like, inebriate him even further with fuller glasses? See, you know, you, you never... Not- you never saw it because we, 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 we drank too quickly, but there's a line where I actually walk straighter. There's actually a brief like window of drunkenness where I walk straighter. Wh- which time that you were drunk are you referring to that I witnessed? I said you didn't witness it because we drank too fast. We got we went over that line too quickly. Like, well, there was another part where I was with you in Jersey, and you were right at that oh, line same, that you were no, talking no, about. Uh, yeah, because you're like, point, I'm yeah. fine, I'm fine. Then we got to the hotel room, and then you oh, like, no, took no, your shirt no, off, no. and you're like, I'm not fine. No, 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 not, not, no. I was well beyond the line I'm talking. Okay. I'm talking there's legitimately a moment like where... where Where's I, the line? It's it's I'm, right before you're like fucked up, but you're definitely drunk. Like it's, it's, it's more than buzz, but it's not like... To the point where you saw me at the end of the night, like there's a like, so so there's got it. But you you for your own safety and everyone else's need to know what that drink is. Like yeah, but it's the, four shots in. I'm good. No, what well, depends on what, where, and how you know food and there's all kinds of variables. It's you can't just say it's like the fourth drink and so you know. it's basically let's see what happens. No, I know where it is when I get there, but the but you, you know. <laughs> I know where it is when I'm there. I just don't know where when it's coming. Yeah, basically. As I'm the one doing the drinking and eating and where I'm located and all that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but your nailing of our lingo with that Akadaka Amakas you whipped out was spot on, darling. Thank you. And, and you're welcome. And you received a standing <laughs> ovation and booze-filled salute by every everyone for it. And by salute, everyone was hard. I added that. I was hoping Funnily you enough, added that. 
Funnily, the pig pus, pig tus, tusker do was not, but you know. Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, that's exactly what we do when we were teenagers. Hang out at the Maccas across the street from our school. All Will State continually played Akadaka and other local artists over the loudspeakers. Even though there was a monastery right across the Maccas car park. So I'm not too certain how much prayer or quiet compilative time they all had to commune with their God over there. I was both shocked and extremely delighted to hear Steffi was the chosen one to read our origins tale in my last report. And she did a beautiful job of it. Not only was her delivery flawless, she brought a sense of femininity and understanding of this teenage girl's tale that only another woman could completely comprehend. Especially that age gap. We're about to get reamed, CJ. Uh Now, technically, he hadn't quite turned 16 when we got together. So technically, when we got together, there was only a three and a half year gap. And not long after, I did, in fact, turn 13. So Steph was spot on. We were both still kids. And CJ, they were not rollerblades. And the proper name for them is, in fact, speed skates. Firstly, they are a shoe. As opposed to the boots regular roller skates on blades have with two wheels in the front and two in the back. Secondly... They don't have any stoppers on them requiring the wearer to drag their feet 90 degrees sideways along the floor or turn a few times to come to a complete stop. And thirdly, most speed skates come with street wheels going faster and with less traction than your regular roller skates would have. And I immediately got that toe pick reference. Your rebuttal? I a. I now I actually saw something not long after we did that that had speed skates and it was like an older movie. So they're they're ba- listen, they're basically rollerblades. They're just four big wheels in a row lined up as opposed to like rollerblades are smaller, five or six depending. Right. So yeah, they're they're basically like OG rollerblades. They're just yeah. distant cousins. Like they're, they're the yeah. precursors. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what and she's right. There's no brakes. There's no brake. You you have to you have... the only brake is you breaking your fucking ankle for not riding it properly. <laughs> yeah, that too. So how do I stop? You hit a fucking wall. <laughs> so that's what happened. Like the like the kid in uh, Muddy Ducks too. Uh I love that. Yeah. Anyway. Rico, when you sang another bitch on the wall, <laughs> referring to JoJo's inability to skate. I forgot about that. You left us crying in hysterics, as you, as too did your We Built This City on Alcohol and Sex rendition, CJ. What, what now? I'm sorry. You you did a rendition of We Built This City on Alcohol and oh, yeah. Sex. That's right. Yeah. Outstanding, sirs. But when you said... And thus a villain was born, and that was Hervata Chemicals. We had to stop as our stomachs were hurting from all the laughter. And I'm <laughs> extremely excited to hear you reading porn in that super sexy Alan Rickman you do. Much smooshing would occur down south for certain. Yeah, I, I want nothing to do with recording that. You'll have to figure that one out for yourself, buddy. Rickman's fucking auto erotica. <laughs> Racking with Rickman. Racking with Rickman. Yeah. Uh, erotic Rickman. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> hey, Rickman. <laughs> Stick the Rickman. There you go. All right. Hearing you both come to my defense for his indiscretions was so very sweet. You both truly melted my heart with your love and protection. I'm eternally grateful to you both for it. 
Thank you for correcting me with regards to freshmen to freshmen up north. Down south, we refer to grade seven and and the first year of high school as the freshman year. Mm. But you're absolutely correct. At that stage, I was two years shy from that. Saws guys. Oh, and speaking of lost in translations, in my last report, you called it Bondi Beach, but the correct way to pronounce it is Bondi Beach, as in, Mm. one day I'm taking you all to the restaurant that sits at the top of the cliffs overlooking Bondi Beach called Icebergs. There's there's even an ocean pool below, and there's a fantastic place to have a long lunch and a couple of drinks on a lazy Sunday Arvo. I, I forget if it was you or I that said Bondi, because if it was me, I'm st- I'm stupid because I do know it's Bondi, and it's not from talking th- to Jay, but... I think, um, based, because I did re-listen to it, but I, I think you said it. Was it me? But then it, I might have just been... I'm 75% sure it was you. It could have been... Even me. if it was me, I must have just been caught up in the reading and not thinking about it, because there's a thing called Bondi Inc., which was like... You remember? You ever see that show Miami Inc., or at least here in Miami Inc.? It was like that tattoo yeah. show. Yeah. It was one of those, but at Bondi Beach, a, a tattoo parlor in Bondi Beach, and... So yeah, she's she's right. It's beautiful there. Like if I get it, I would absolutely go there with her to check that place out and that restaurant out. Absolutely, because I would love to say I was there. So, mm. uh, on one of our most recent gas bags on Skype, Rico, Steffi, and I had an absolute hysterical time translating Oz lingo, oh, and I no. highly recommend for you all to give it a crack yourself sometime, especially if you happen to know an Aussie. Or if not, feel free to hit me up either at my at my home on Twitter or my other home on Skype, and I'd be more than happy to play along with you all. Whilst I've done so privately to both you and Steffi, I feel it would be remiss of me to not pass on to you on behalf of all your Potoskew fans and mates our sincerest condolences upon the recent passing of your father, Ron. Whilst you've shared with, with us of late his cancer battle, we knew he'd been ill for some time. Even so, his passing was still a shock, and knowing that there will no longer be new Ron Tills to regale us all in that familiar and hilarious way that only you can do and share with us at the beginning of almost every episode is a heartbreaking loss also. I, but I, God, sorry. Let me finish this section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the devastation of losing both parents is such a short, in such a short space of time is a soul crushing blow. And my heart and so much love and healing goes out to yourself, Steffi and your extended family at this difficult time. I was, I was going to say, I suspect that, that there's a lot of Ron stuff we haven't heard yet. So either, while, there oh, may not be, sure. while there may not be new stuff, I'm sure there's some some stories that will come out at some point where the, the, the Ron... Because, my, my, listen, I, it's it's dumb, I know, Rico, but my one of my favorite impressions you do is Ron. Is like Ron, I, yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> you know. Goddamn uh, barbarians. Yeah, it, it just... I don't know why it's always made me laugh. I understand it's more like it's more inside baseball. The only people that are going to get it are you, me, Steph, and a handful of people. But, you know, and, and you know, I, as as much shit as I give you about some of the other ones, I do genuinely think you're good at doing the other. So, you know, the ones you can do for I, the I, world, for, for the world, you do like Joker and whatnot. Those are great. But I one of my personal favorites is Ron. So I'm hoping that despite his leaving this world, he'll from time to time still make appearances on Potoskew. <laughs> Probably we can even throw make a segment called like you know the the word of Ron or what's, the Ron what, way. What's Ron thinking? <laughs> what what was Ron thinking? That's that's better. Like what the fuck were you thinking, Ron? <laughs> wow, you know it was nineteen forty eight. I was ten years old. 
Or how would Ron react? That's another way to do it. Like we tell a story like, what, what would Ron think? You know, like, uh, yeah, this is this is how he would react every single time. What? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm almost done with this portion. Okay. Um, I highly recommend everyone go listen to the episode, The Gospel According to Ron, to hear from the man, the myth, the Potescue legend. I wouldn't call him a Potescue legend. Yeah. Motherfucker I, uh, uh, never listened to a single episode except for his own. And he and I even asked him one time because he like told me who's trying. He's like, Rico, how do I uh, send my episode that I did with you and DJ on uh, – <laughs> Hey man, he fucked up your name. That means your family. Um, how do I uh, send my episode to uh, Paul Shapiro? And I'm like, just fucking tell like these guys, like all your friends, to just Google it. Well, okay. So how do I do that? How do you Google? How do you fucking Google? How did you have fucking children? How did you like well, have you, a mortgage I mean, and like restaurants you, you, and like the land? You don't know need you don't need to know how to Google to have children. I mean, come on, JoJo's proof of that. I would hate to fuck that's true. Um <laughs> that being said, dad would fucking like literally I would say, All right, dad, you you I was like, You're sitting at your computer, Google the podcast. Motherfucker wrote the podcast. I was like, what are that's you doing? He's like, you told him this. That's what you said. You, you said, I said the words. Dad, what's, I said, what is my podcast called? He said, podcast. You think my podcast is called podcast? Do, do you think my, my the type of car I have is just a just car? <laughs> I'm going to go to an automobile dealership and get an automobile? Is that you think how that shit works? I was like, Dad, what is the name of my show? And he's like, podcast. And I was like, God damn it. That's like saying... I'm human. My name is human. Like fucking, <laughs> what are you doing? And uh, I was like, dad, it's, you have, you're wearing a fucking shirt of it. Oh, Just does, look down. Does, does he have a bot of security? Did he have yeah. a bot I didn't know he I had mean, a bot Oh yeah. He had me fucking buy a bunch. He paid for it and I ordered them and then we sent them out to people. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it's my show. I'm on it. You should listen to that. Nothing else. Like. <laughs> How was that, man? How about them PBs and J PB and J's? That's all I gotta say. I'm gonna tell that story on the memorial. Are you fucking better? <laughs> I absolutely have to. All right. So yeah, he's not a Potescu legend. He is definitely an icon. Let's. I'll go. I'll go with man and myth. I'm just not so sure about the. Yeah, man part. the myth because we don't know what's true and what's not. <laughs> the, the 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 tempers were legendary, but he was not a Potescu legend. Uh... <clears throat> he was podcast legend. Not Potescue legend, because he couldn't remember the fucking name. <laughs> it was a brilliant snapshot and keepsake for all time that I'm so thankful to you both for sharing with us. Now, if you'd be so kind as to pass this on over, there's some other more origin tales that need to be told. Love, Eureka. Okay, so part three. Before I get into part three, I have to tell you two things. One, because um, we talked about this at the top of the episode, and I did not have this information at the time when we said it. I got it while you were reading part two. Um, mm -hmm. I was specifically requested to read this section by Jody. Oh. And then and apparently it's also on par Kai difficulty. Oh, okay. So, so trigger warning? Yeah. Um, I don't know the specifics. I have not read it. So I don't know what it will be, but apparently it's 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 hard. And apparently the way I read uh, Kai's thing is what made it requested. I guess the way that not okay. nothing against you, but just I guess no, the way no, I read yeah, it. Yeah. So 
I, I, no. I do the Joe Joker fucked up impression shit. <laughs> like you can do the sad shit. That's okay with me. Yeah. Um. But no. But it specifically said nothing against you. It was. It was. No. Yeah, no. So I, I'm fine. I wanted to stress that too. It's not me saying that. It was said that way. So. Okay. I'm. I'm hoping there's some fun in this too. It's not all just like you know. I'll, but I'll, I'll do what I can. <laughs> no, but I'm saying actually in the words that are on the page right, here. Right. Um. All right. So. Part three, Oz Crew Origins 2, The Journey Continues. That's actually pretty clever. I got to give her that one. That was a good one. I like that yep. one. Yep. Um, so in my last report and part one of this long-winded-as-fuck origin tale of myself and my misfit mates, I shared with you all how it came to pass, how such polar opposites solidified our friendships for over two decades, some of us almost three at this point, with Cassie, Becca, and of course our evil villainous Joe Joker. But there was one more friendship that wasn't mentioned, which was more influential and had a far more profound impact upon my life than any other. And that was with my own hetero hetero life mate, Jody. Being a Kev Smith fan from way back, again over 20 years ago now, that term was our go-to each time we would both intro ourselves to everyone we'd meet. But our mateship was way more than that. We were each other's family. It was us against the world. Something we seemed to somehow instinctually know from almost the very first moment we met as kids. You know those people that enter your life out of the clear blue sky and you almost immediately know they were the missing piece you'd been searching for? And until then, you wondered how you'd made it this far in your life without their constant presence in it? I'd like to say that was me for you, but I know that ain't true. Um... Sorry, man. Like Michael and Joe got you beat. That's that's you know. Yeah, a maid who you, really... you're still a part of my life. Don't don't think I'm just like well, yo, <laughs> these are my you. friends, and then there's this guy. Yeah, no, you know, it's not hard. like that. No, I got you. A maid who can relate, who sees you at your own optimum and your worst, but instead of criticizing or judging you, they sit down and have a chuckle or a cry with you, even a friendly hug, or say the most perfect thing you need to hear right at that very moment. You need to hear it the most. For me, that was Jody. We were the two that no friend nor phone, no relative nor root could ever divide. (laughs) CJ, you even described us as thick as thieves back in the day, as did everyone. Boyfriends knew that we were practically a package deal, and for those dirty-minded out there amongst you, and well, this is pot askew after all. Saw us to disappoint, but it was never in that way. Our friendship was always purely platonic. I would have been with her in that way as much as you'd want to be that way with your sister or your mother. We were just family. Knowing how and where this story begins and ultimately yet inevitably ends, I have not changed a single. I'd have not changed a single decision nor moment of it. It brought me to where I am today, made me who I am, and taught me I'm way stronger than I'd ever thought nor given myself credit for. That loyalty, love, forgiveness, friendship are all gifts to be treasured in this life, and not once have I ever taken them for granted. But to get to that story, I need to take you all into my way back machine, back to the eve of my 16th birthday, just days shy of entering year 11. See, the year that you should have been dating that guy. Um, Or for all of you up north, junior year of high school. 
Back when I hung with a different crew, but one that I was merely mates by design with, as opposed to choice. The kind you later look back on and go, how or why exactly were we ever friends as we had zero in common except the fact that we were in the same grade in classes? A fact that no longer matters when school no longer divides you up in that way, especially over the Chrissy summer holidays. Chrissy Summer still doesn't sound right to my Yeah, ears. Chrissy Summer sounds like a porn star in fucking... <laughs> oh, it might be, but that's a whole different discussion. Mm, um, Chrissy Summer got a root. Wearing a Santa hat. Um, oh, ho, ho, ho. Or as she would like it, ho, ho, ho. As I'd been the only one of my mates in school <laughs> with a pool in my... <laughs> I'm sorry, I tried to just you, move on. You tried, you fucking totally tried, but all right. <laughs> As I'd been the only one of my mates in school with a pool at my place, it was uncanny how many new acquaintances I would make leading into the summer holidays who would always seem to somehow manage to invoke or reluctantly wrangle by loose association and invite to hang out at my joint at some stage over the upcoming vacay period. Especially once they heard that all the cool kids from our school would be there enjoying the respite of the pool my fridge for snacks, and a place to crash, but above all else, parental free. Both my parents worked full-time, which meant that everyone fleeing theirs would congregate at mine, doing all that crazy shit they couldn't get away with back at home. At first, I was innocently naive enough to think that they were there because they were mates, but it quickly became evident to me that they weren't, and the antics of their exuberances eventually made their way back to my mother from the neighbors. The yahooing until all hours, underage drinking, smoking, and more often than not, sex that occurred in both mine and my parents' bedroom whilst I was too flat chat feeding everyone and prepping drinks for the forever thirsty crowd wore itself thin pretty bloody quick. And I was actually kind of relieved when the summer holidays were quickly coming to a close, as would my pool party pad. So basically, she's been doing the shit she does at the parties now since she was 16 because she's the one doing all the food and drink prep at, at the parties that she throws now. Yeah. Uh, on behalf of Potaskew, I would like uh, all of Jay's fucking friends to throw her a goddamn party with Jay being, like, aware of it so that she could fucking, like, get a proper route. You guys can serve the drinks and bring the and, and fucking cook the food. Someone goes and feeds her fucking pussy pack so she doesn't have to stress about it. Give Jay a fucking party. Right? I mean, fuck. It's her party if she cries, if she wants to, but, like, let her fucking have the decision and a party. There and, you go. and I mean, like, a real fucking party. Not, like, like a goddamn bullshit fucking birthday pot of skew thing that you guys throw for us, which is very nice. We're fine. Jay's <laughs> fucked. And, and unfortunately, not in Jay the way she needs. Jay needs to be fucked. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Give her a goddamn root canal, you fucks. <laughs> okay. So I decided I'd be a little sneaky and begin to spread the word around that my parents would be here the last long weekend of the holidays, whilst I wouldn't be, which was completely <laughs> believable as it was the Australia Day long weekend and everyone's parents were at home. So she basically called the cops on herself. She's more or less what she did. Well, no, she didn't call the cops. She just tried to put a stop mm-hmm. to people showing up. But, but, yeah. but that's the equivalent of like, yeah, I guess. No, you know, because you're I, tired of the party. You're tired of the party. You go upstairs. You call the cops. Like, I'd like to report a disturbance. But see, I, I well, because you you know, I scroll through these just to kind of like spread it out, make it easier to read. I think the cops actually make an appearance if I saw. So 
I could be wrong, but all except mine. My mom worked in the busiest place on Australia Day of all, a pub. And Granny preferred to do her store's stock take when she was alone with no interruptions from customers. So my last hurrah of my party-filled summer holidays were excitedly being planned as a peaceful, relaxing, and solitary party of one. I had my banana chair all set up, books and mags to amuse myself. I'm sure a pinky. She didn't say that, but I'm sure there was a pinky Mm -hmm. version there. As I peacefully floated and bathed in the last of the summer sunshine without topless teens or yahooing yabos destroying my serenity. It may have been the same pinky. Yeah. It may have been the one that she's had that thing for since she was 16. Maybe that's why I finally fucking died. I died of old age. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) What? How did it pass? Eh, you know, it, it got chlamydia, it got cancer, it, it did its thing. We're gonna do the it same thing we deceased. do every We're gonna do the same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to give a woman an orgasm. <laughs> that is until two heads popped over my fence. Hey Jay, how's it going? Thought you and your family were going away for the long weekend. Mind if we come crash your pool? Ours is currently being cleaned and it's bloody hot out here. My heart instantly sank. Firstly, for being sprung in on my sneaky but necessary fib, but mostly for my because my solitary recluse was about to be invaded by Lucy. Several, several years younger and not a very nice person, to say the least. She lived in the units across the street. She, too, had a pool in her complex, so this bombardment of her, hers and her companions had come directly out of left field. Before she'd even given me a chance to escape or find an excuse as to why now wasn't a great time for them to visit, they both came around, opened the gate, and let themselves in. And I was not happy about the invasion in the least. Wow. Well, speaking again for Botescu, fuck you, Lucy. You <laughs> call Lucy for a very different reason. Er, uh, actually, Lucy, I won't be here that long. My mom will be, will be back soon, and... Well, that's cool. We'll just hang out with you until she comes back, and hopefully ours will be clean by then. One of the guys from the block took a shit in the deep end, so now it's hard. it had to be retrieved and cleaned. Then I remembered you had a pool, and she turned around and began to shouting back over the fence from where she came. Hey, guys, the party's over here. Jay has a pool, too. Oh, my God. This is a fucking episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. I remember that episode. It's a yeah. good episode. Yeah. So instead of being bombarded by teens my own age, my peaceful abode was being overrun by teens much younger than myself and way more louder and wilder, bombing in and hooning around the joint as if it was their own. These gatecrashers suddenly were demanding food, drinks, and access to my upstairs bathroom, threatening to pee right there in the complex's well-manicured manicured gardens or even worse, in the pool itself. I'm still reeling from the fact that someone took a shit in the pool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I know shit happens, but, like, I've never seen that. I've never witnessed that. It's never happened to me. I've heard about it. So have I, but but I've never seen it. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. How do you drop a log like that, man? (sighs) Diarrhea. Admit... Admits this underage chaos and carnage was this solitary contemplative soul just sitting on the pool's edge with her legs dangling in the cool waters. 
She'd been Lucy's sidekick co-invader, yet appeared far different and less obnoxious as the rest of them. Seeming to notice she'd captured my now obviously flustered attention, she shyly began to do what Lucy nor her maids had done outside demand the pool services from me. Thanks for letting us ruin your peaceful day. I told Lucy we shouldn't have come, but she insisted, and I'm new here. She said you'd be cool with it, and so I stupidly believed her. My mother wanted me to make new friends before I started at the school next week, but I don't think this is what she had in mind. Her sincerity and maturity and warmth immediately separated her from the rest of them and even began to calm my inner rage. I slowed my inevitable escape to learn more about this newbie whom for some inexplicable reason at the moment had somehow felt familiar to me, and yet I'd never met. She rose from the pool's edge and came towards me and away from the childish shenanigans taking place poolside and continued. G'day, I'm Jody. It's nice to finally meet the person Lucy goes on and on about. She keeps telling me how you and her have been mates for years and how you're in the most popular group in school, thereby somehow making her popular also. She rolled her eyes as she said it, and when she saw that I too was rolling mine, we both began to laugh simultaneously at the stupidity of both Lucy's statement and the situation. (laughs) Well, I can assure you Lucy and I are merely neighbors and not mates. We've barely spoken prior to today, and for her being popular by association, she's bloody lucky my maids didn't kick her ass for cracking onto my maid's boyfriend at the Blue Light Disco last year. I'm going to pretend I know what that means and just move on with my day. Just words. And if she hadn't turned up at my place in tears, terrified that they would have, that was a huge favor to me and definitely not to her. But as I learned in the hard way this summer, most of those people whom claimed to be my mates were all just using me anyway. The pool to hang out at, Siggy's clothes, cassettes, my lunch money. Even my actual bloody lunch. You name it and they scabbed it. Now please don't get me wrong. I seriously don't mind sharing stuff with my mates, but it's when they just expected or even demanded from me that pisses me off. I swore after how they treated me and my home this summer that this was the final straw. Yet now there's this, and the school year hasn't even begun. All the while, I what and what I hadn't noticed was Lucy seated just meters away and eavesdropping on every word I was saying, looking up to glance at what had caught my eye, my attention. <coughs> From my not-so-quiet rant and realizing what and who had caught my eye, Jody grabbed my towel and quietly whispered, Come, let's get the fuck out of here and leave the riffraff here. We'll head over to my place and swim there. Surely it's clean by now, and if not, we'll just hang out by the pool until they all get the message and piss off home. Normally I had been concerned about the destruction and carnage these not-so-nice teens would do to my beloved sanctuary, but at that moment I just needed to get away from it all. Nobody seemed to notice our quiet getaway. No one except Lucy, of course. Hey, Jody, where are you and Jay headed? Oh, uh, Jay and I are just going to buy some ice cream at the servo up the road. Can we get anything for anyone else up there? A barrage of orders, and if they don't have this, get this, without even one of them offering up a cent, instantly just expecting us to pay the bill, as I'd somehow become the reluctant host. But the scheming look in Lucy's eye told me she wasn't buying it for a second and was pissed. I immediately became on edge about skipping out and snaking everyone. 
What do you think they'll do when they realize we're not coming back with the snacks and supplies, I asked. Fuck them. Let them figure it out. You're not their servant, Jay. And whilst I'm around, I'll not let them treat you that way ever again. Now you go cop a squat beside my pool whilst I run upstairs and grab some actual ice cream. Okay, I gotta stop right there because copping a squat in America means to go take a shit next to the pool. I don't think that's what she meant. I'm positive that's not what she meant, but we need to clarify that real or quick. May- or, or maybe that's what happened. She told, like, an American tourist, and he took a shit in the pool. That might be. That might be. Yeah. yeah. And that's he how wasn't we... invited to the, the second party. No, clearly not. Yeah. Um, and that's how we spent the rest of the Arvo. Dangling our legs beside her pool, sharing a bucket of ice cream and our life story so far. We had an absolute blast doing so. So much so that we spent the entire Australia Day long weekend doing the same thing, dividing our days between each other's pools, gas bagging about anything and everything as long as if we'd known each other our entire life. As it turned out, not long after we'd fled, neighbors called my real estate agent, whom in turn called the owner of the complex about all the noise being made. He'd arrived demanding to know where they all came from, and when none of them could even recall my unit number, not even Lucy, they were all ordered to leave or he'd call the cops and charge them with trespassing. Something that merely pissed Lucy off even more and set the wheels in motion of her devious and bitchy plan being executed in the final days of summer before we headed back to school. She had the perfect ammunition and couldn't wait to aim and fire it towards me for all those those I'd known to see. By the time day one of school had begun, Jody and I had become fast friends, and whilst I wasn't in her grade, I ensured her she wouldn't be spending her recess and lunch alone. You're still doing recess in high school? That's interesting. I'm not... That's just an interesting mm, thing. Recess? recess. Uh, maybe that's just what they call it. Like, for me, we had free periods where you just got to do whatever, but they, we didn't call it recess. Maybe that's just I, a free Yeah, I think thing. I thought recess stopped at, like, elementary school. Yeah, it stopped me, in, least. like, fourth grade for me. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe, it's just, maybe it's just a phrasing thing, you know? So, yeah. I was more than happy to show her around. But it became pretty obvious quickly that nobody was speaking to me that morning. G'day's one unanswered, friendly waves ignored, and it wasn't until I arrived for a morning ciggy in the office that Lucy's diabolical scheme was to be revealed. I'd explained to Jody about the office, the last toilet cubicle in the girls' dunnies that we'd all hide in and take our sneaky ciggy breaks in that I've told you about in previous reports. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes four or five of us would squeeze in there all at once, puffing away in a thick smoke rising, yet somehow, surprisingly, none of us ever got caught. So The fucking teachers are doing the same thing in the faculty. Yeah, so. Right, yeah. So, we're all scabs and users, are we, Jay? You know, we were just hanging out at your place so you weren't a Nigel all alone all summer. We couldn't have gone to the beach or the public school, public pool, but we felt sorry for you, and this is how you thank us for it? Wow. Fucking wow. Yeah, right? I truly you're all a bunch of You're all a bunch of assholes. Yeah, none of them are probably hearing this, but yeah, it's true. I, 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 that's a big fucking disappointment on my end. I hope you all fucking hear this, and I hope you fucking think about what you've done. <laughs> Thanks, you Dad. Go to your room. Go to your room. You're on timeout. That we need in a Ron voice. Give me that one in a Ron voice. Go to your room. Thank you. Um, God damn it. You're, 
You you fucked up. <laughs> well, you made me do it. Oh, this is my fault. You told me to fucking. I don't know what I'm doing. Why are you making me do? It? Just go to your room. God damn it. You, Alex, Joel, Joel, uh, what, whatever your fucking name is, go to your room. <laughs> All right. Good. Yeah. All right. I. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> the Ron impression doesn't have it like an ending. I'm sorry. No, it really doesn't. It's not like a catchphrase. It's like no, it's no. Impression. It just it's it just, just like, goes. Bah! Yeah, stream of conscious bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> sadly, sad, sadly, the impression wasn't much different than. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, homie. Uh, all right. Uh, I truly could not believe what I was hearing. Felt sorry for me and Nigel. By the way, I'm not sure you guys had this term up north, but back in the day, it meant you were it meant you were a Nigel no friends. I I I figured out what it was. Yeah, we, I, yeah, I kind of figured, but it's I still appreciate the uh, the definition. Thank you. Um, I turned to find at least five people that had supposedly at some stage been my friend gathered around me with that same pissed off look as the next. But after hearing that pile of bullshit, I too became irate. Sarcastically, I replied, oh, but how would you all have gotten paid to get into that public pool every day if I hadn't nor paid the bus and train fare to get you to the beach each day? And then there's your lunches, drink ciggies you're also readily consume and usually take from me without so much a hey, thanks, Jay. Next summer, save your pity parties for some other sucker because I'm done. Good for you. Yeah, right. I I'm go go Jay because we look. We both love her to death, but she's not known for sticking up for herself like that. That's pretty. Um, at least in the reports we've read in the past. At le- yeah, at least we're not hearing it. Yeah. yeah. In, in, that, in the- that that's why her heart's all fucked up is because like she, you know, she's had to like like wear herself down for yeah. being sure. Go ahead. Here's a fucking another pack of cigarettes, you assholes. Right. Fuck. All right. To this day, I honestly don't think I'd have had the courage to stand up to them if it weren't for Jody standing right by my side. She'd given me the strength and courage to finally say no to being used and abused. And the stunned look of confusion on their faces said it all. You know, Jay, if it were anyone else in this school, we would have kicked your ass by now. So... Kick my ass and see how far you get. Either way, no ma- no more free snacks and macas. No more, hey, got a buck to spare or a ciggy or two. Or, hey, Jay, can I crash at your joint tonight? I broke up with my boyfriend and need a shoulder to cry over. Or, can you cover for me so I can sneak out to root my boyfriend? Or, hey, Jay, can you do my homework and hand it in for me? I need go on. Jesus Christ. Like, they're... This is like the fucking Simpsons. Like they're just treating yeah. Jay like she's a combination of Bart and Lisa. Yeah. As I rattled all this off, I pointed at each of them, all knowing that at some stage, each one of them there had asked me for every one of those things on the reg. A girly squawking match to and fro then erupted. So much so it forced the teacher to enter the dunnies to see what the loud commotion was about, which had now filtered its way out and through the adjacent canteen area outside, or as you guys probably know it up north, the cafeteria. Except we had no tables to sit at. We would merely line up for our lunches and then flee the crowds. Where the hell would you would you stand and eat? Or I mean, where would you go? Like that's weird. That's the least weird thing about. No, I this understand fucking... that, but I'm just saying. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. 
Luckily, this authoritative separation of sorts had given the pack time to diffuse and cool their heels as we were all told to get out and go to morning assembly. Luckily, it was my music teacher, so she knew me well enough to know I wasn't the one that had instigated the drama, and once they piled out mumbling about vengeances and paybacks to come beneath their breaths, asked if both Jody and I were okay. Mm-hmm. Ironically, those threats and taunts of retributions never eventuated, and over time, each one would eventually tell me they had nothing to do with it all, usually and predictably just before hitting me up for something. But as time went by, none of these girls were really interested in getting their year 12 degrees or heading to university, so they dropped out of school or been kicked out for disciplinary reasons, which would have left me all alone anyway, or worse, them dragging me down with them. Mm. My concerns at that moment immediately turned to Jody, whom, through no fault of her own, had now become a pariah by association. I'm so sorry I've ruined your first day at your new school, Jody. They'll probably make your life misery by default, and it's entirely my fault, and now you'll have no friends, and... That was the first moment I began to tear up, not because of what they'd said or done to me, but for what I'd feared she'd be in for. But not Jody. She was the complete opposite of what I had expected her response to be. <laughs> I love this. I'm laughing because I see it ad. I'm sorry. Are you shitting me, Jay? That was bloody awesome and the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I'm proud of you for standing up to them all. Besides, I have plenty of friends. I have you, don't I? If you'll have me, that is. We hugged it out, and that was the start of over two decades of friendship, loyalty, and love. We shared together... And all along the way, we amassed a group of genuine True Blue mates, and not to mention a villainous Blue meanie also, mm-hmm. that have brought me joy, laughter, so much kindness, support, and love, and many hilarious, riotous piss-up parties over the years together. But that all came years later down the road. As it was, Jodes and I would meet up at the bus stop each morning, hang out at recess and lunchtime together, a scandal in and of itself. Why are you hanging out with someone three grades lower than you? I'd always reply with, well, technically she's just two years, nine days younger than me, so it's not that huge of a gap, but it still seemed to bother folks a lot. Hello, are we having the same conversation we had last one? Because this sounds like a reverse version of of, of uh, Jane the first guy and Leaf. I mean, I think it's different because they weren't fucking. Well, yes, that would be the the, the slight difference, but otherwise, that, that, that's a big slight difference. I mean, <laughs> like, hey, we're just friends, or hey, we're friends who fuck. Well, uh, ew. <laughs> but it never bothered us in the least, nor did their judgments. We were both mature for our ages, and we never seemed to run out of conversation. It was always something we would gas bag our weekends away through, a movie to see, a party to attend, yet all the while, here we'd be sitting off to the sidelines, yapping away until all hours of the day and night, and even throughout all our years together, that convo between us never ended. So when she turned up at my place one Saturday and was extremely quiet, I immediately knew something was wrong. I hinted around to see if I could solve the mystery, but she wasn't as forthcoming with conversation as she normally would be. So I flat out asked her, but with a wave of her hand and yet another, I'm fine, okay, she dismissed me once again, but this time with a side and tone that she'd never displayed prior to now. Before I could say another word, she turned to walk out my front door. 
listen, Jay, I'm not feeling too crash hot. I'm just going to head home, okay? I'll see you later or maybe Monday even. Monday? But we're going to go see that movie tonight. I already bought our tickets. Yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't have. I could have paid my way, you know. Stunned again, yet I still poked the bear. Of course I know that, and you could shout our tickets next time, but that's not what's going on here. What is it? But she wasn't explaining it, and it was only once I grabbed her arm as she was walking out my door when she winced in agony. I rolled up her sleeve to see what at that time was the largest, darkest bruise covering her entire upper arm. Instinctually, I lifted the back of her shirt to reveal an even bigger bruise right across her back. Immediately, my productive instincts kicked into gear and I was seething. Whilst I'm not normally the violent punch-up type, when somebody hurts any of my mates, all bets are off. We know that from the Kai stories. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck happened? Who the fuck did this to you? But yet again, she wasn't forthcoming with any details of her attackers and just wanted to escape my inquisition. Look, Jay, I'm fine. I just slipped and fell in the bathtub. It's no biggie, but I don't feel like I'm going out tonight. I'm busy tomorrow with my family. My friends want me to go with them to church, and I tried to get out of it, but I can't. Church? Since when? I thought they just attended midnight mass once a year. What's so sudden? What's so special in the Catholic calendar that's got them all wanting to go all of a sudden? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the cat. What's so special with the Catholic calendar? Yeah. Uh. I'm not sure, but I can't just spend all my free time hanging with you, Jay. Sometimes I need to be with them also. That's completely fine and understandable. I'm sorry if you felt I was keeping you from them, but in all honesty, this doesn't sound like it's coming from you. So what is going on? Please, Jodes, you know you can trust me. But she refused and stormed out, leaving me with a billion questions that I was now too frightened to overstep nor outstay my welcome in her life entirely to have answered. That entire night, I laid in my bed wide awake with all those unanswered questions still floating around in my mind. Who did that to her? Was it someone from our school or a stranger, perhaps? Jay, I love you, but you do let stuff like you, you, this is important shit, but like you, she got us this report 12 hours later than we had asked her for. And she said she was up all night the night before upset that she was going to be late. And I was like, Jay. Yes. I, I, I love you, Darwin, but no. We we would have riffed. We would have been fine. We would have been fine. And it was still only and she told me, like, in advance, it's gonna be twelve hours late. Okay. Twelve hours is plenty that's still plenty of time for us to do what we need to do with it. Don't worry. Right. And she still spent I we love you, but relax. <laughs> Chill, goddammit. What did she mean I was keeping her from hanging out with her fam? She was usually the one that rocked up to my place first, so why would she say that? And the scariest contemplation of all, were we even still mates? So when she arrived on my doorstep the next Arvo, I couldn't have been more relieved nor delighted to see her. However, that same joy and excitement was not being reciprocated. She had several bags of clothes, shoes, and things of mine all around her, telling me she needed to come down so we could talk. A foreboding in the pit of my stomach was telling me something was amiss, and this could potentially be the last time I would ever hang out with my mate again. We sat down, each of us sparking a ciggy as she began. Jay, I'm sorry I was that way with you yesterday. You were not to blame and you did nothing wrong, but we can't be mates anymore. I didn't say anything sooner because 
we weren't certain, but my family are moving because my dad quit his job. So I brought back the stuff you'd lent me, this jacket, and... No, Joe, do you keep them all right now? I'm way more concerned about how you got those bruises on your arm and back. Was it someone from school, or did someone in your family hurt you? Please, Jody, let me help you. It was as if the floodgates opened and a torrential downpour of tears began. At times, she sobbed breathlessly and in frustration, whilst others, with an obvious sense of relief and a huge weight off her shoulders to finally share this familial secret with someone outside of it whom she could trust completely and feel safe with. But even then, I knew I was way out of my depth and needed some advice on where we could turn and what to do next. But it was there and then that we made our plan to firstly get her out and away from what she'd later told, told me her entire abusive family. Her dad, an angry drunk, and her mother, whom just never seemed quite right to me somehow, and her older brother, a chip of his old abusive father's block, and, and all had used her as a punching bag at some stage if she'd ever dared step out of line or gotten their way at the worst possible moments. So we set about orchestrating her big escape. As I had recently graduated high school and waiting to hear back from college placement or TAFE admissions, oh, and yes, Rico, you were correct in my last report when you called it TAFE and not a Laffy Taffy. And just weeks shy of turning 18, Jody almost a a month shy of turning 16 and returning to school. It would be our cover for getting her out of the house through the day. But at this stage, she was still trapped there at night. So as I could see her place and bedroom window from my joint, we invented an SOS code system with her Venetian blinds. If all was well, she'd close her windows and blinds so I'd know she was safe. And if she was in shit and needed me to call or come by, she'd open them halfway. And if she opened them fully, it was call the cops immediately. So we set about, yeah. So we set about getting the wheels in motion. Firstly, we needed some legal guidance and advice, without letting the authorities in on why just yet. Second, we needed some place safer to go once we did notify them. And thirdly, we needed to get her documents, clothes, and things out of there, but so slowly so as not to raise suspicions, and probably most importantly of all, money. How to fund this flight for freedom. The very next morning... She jigged school and set about speaking to a youth counselor on a hypothetical what-if basis so we could get an idea and info about what it took to get her out of there legally, even though she wasn't quite 16 yet. I'm Mm -hmm. guessing jigged means skip school. Yeah. Yeah. Then we found out about an away-from-home payment that she could receive if we could gather enough evidence to prove she was at risk from remaining at home. So then we began opening bank accounts and gathering enough ID for that. Jody couldn't be seen taking that much time off school, so this running around became my daily routine. A hundred points of ID, three references, one specifically from a counselor to corroborate the facts of the abuse, toing and froing from office to office, all unaware of what we were planning. Then came time I'd been dreading the most. Asking my folks if she could stay with us until we could locate somewhere permanent 
for her with the merely $160 a fortnight I was working my ass off to acquire for her on her behalf. Barely enough for even a week's rent, let alone a fortnight plus travel, food, and living expenses. It was already becoming apparent to me at that stage that if there was no assistance with emergency housing of some kind, she'd be on the streets within weeks. Our only option at that stage was to throw ourselves on the mercy of my folks. Shockingly, my mother agreed, but I later found out that she only agreed because she thought the $160 went entirely to her. But Granny had always liked Jody and didn't hesitate in saying if those monsters are hurting her, she can come here, but she must stay in school, which was the very thing we were fighting for ourselves. Things were moving along slowly but surely until one night. I happened to look out my window toward her place and what had become a nightly ritual and her bat signal had been activated. I immediately called the cops for a welfare check of a minor. Minutes after they arrived, Jody was taken out and placed in the police car. My mother went out and told him she could stay with us, but because she hadn't quite turned 16, she had to go to the re- a refuge instead, which ironically they sent her from, home from just days prior to turning 16. I'm guessing refuge is like a protection home of some sort. When, they, when they deemed it safe enough for her to return. It didn't matter at that stage. Just as planned on the eve of her 16th birthday, Jody walked across the street into my front door. My mother and grandmother were both on standby in the case there was drama from Jody's parents. But after her weeks at the refuge and mandatory mediation sessions, they knew their fates had been sealed and their daughter was moving out. Both the police and medical reports of her last beating together with her counselor's recommendations had all but sealed the deal. Sadly, though, I knew this arrangement with my parents was merely temporary, so now it was my turn to escape. But that in the conclusion of this bloody long-winded fuck origin saga you'll need to tune in next time for Same Koala Spondence Time, Same Koala Spondence Channel. Now, if you kindly hand this back to your hetero life mate, I'd be very much appreciative. Thanks, Darth. I said it before, like years ago, Jody was Jay's first kitten. Yeah. Yeah. You did say that a long time ago. All right. I'm bringing it up. All right. This is, this is definitely going to be a little bit more lighthearted and humorous. Yeah. I imagine so. Part four, a PSA for you all. Threesomes and Midori's never a good call. Oh, no. So, you all think JoJo and I should fucking get over with, huh? That's that's how it starts. Well, I mean, at this point, Jay, beggars can't be choosers. I mean, I'm just saying. You believe a trek around inside the Blue Meanies rainforest will be a cure-all for this dry spell I've been experiencing for many years now? No, 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 no. A trek around your rainforest is what cures the 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 drought here, not you yeah. and hers. No. Yeah, we need we need you to be the taker for once in this fucking world. Yeah. And we need jo- Jojo to be the giver for once. <laughs> giver of 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 love. <laughs> uh, and in particular of late, since the sad passing of my beloved Pinky, when it's some deep dicking that I'm actually craving for, you wish for me to go munch on a taco instead. And a Jojo flavor taco at that? No. Ew. <laughs> no. 
No, no, no munching on your end. You, you do none of the work no, here. No, the munching is on your end. That's, well, that's yeah, what we do want. Yeah. No munching by you. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You, you will not fucking, you know, lick the, the clamshell. I don't know. Just keep going. All right. In fact, who's actually to say those blue green pastures have not been strolled through by yours truly in the past? Uh, you, you said that when, we've asked you. And when I say blue green pastures, well, you'll see. So strap yourselves in folks, especially if you happen to get queasy on roller coaster rides, because this one will most def be a bumpy one. Years back, I can remember our mate Smokey once said that in life, both good and bad, he'd try everything twice just to be certain. And I guess in many ways, that's how I've lived my life also. Uh-oh. I, t- I took a couple of bites out of whatever apples were on offer. Yeah, but I'm sure there was a couple fucking worms in there, weren't there, Jay? Is that what they call some... Aussie worms, no less. Is that what they call gonorrhea down in... I've, I, chlamydia? I, I fucking, what, 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 uh, what is it that qualifies out of chlamydia, right? That's what they have? Qualifies out of chlamydia, correct. Yeah, so is that what they call that down at worms? I don't fucking know at this point, dude. I think a worm could just honestly be like school like oh you know i ate a uh, been to an apple and i had a fucking worm what no it means i went to school what (laughs) um uh, just to taste and be certain it wasn't my flavor so back in 19 it made perfect sense that i was dipping my toes into whatever waters were presented in front of me regardless of outcomes and judgments and yes folks one of those said apples I think it should be said, I think it should be pronounced sad apples, was a three-way with our Joe Joker. You paying right. attention to this? Because this I, is going to get I, weird. I, I, I heard. I heard. But it really wasn't her I was interested in pursuing. Nor was Tim, the dark and mysterious bartender in every parent's nightmare, yet every young girl's wild, erotic I'm fantasy. just glad it's not Leaf, because I was waiting for this thing to go, like, full circle, and then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Right. Uh, if they if they went full circle, it would have been a little easier to fuck each other. But so I decided that night to indulge and partake in that fantasy, that and a few Midoris. Being that I was a few years younger than JoJo, and not unlike still to this day, she seemed to have her finger on the pulse of the hottest and most exclusive parties Sydney has ever has an offer every weekend. Her fingers on the pulse. Her fingers deep inside the anus. She is. Fisting Australia and finding out what's going on. Um, I just heard Marvin Gaye in my head. Let's get it on. No, what's going on? Is that Marvin? Oh, what's going on? Uh, This one particular party was being held at a bar right there at Harborside in a place known as The Rocks. What original fucking name for a bar? (laughs) Ironically, that Erin's at one of those today. She sent pictures. Uh, it had been hired out of for a promotional party for the evening featuring their new and the timeline of Midori mixer drinks and showcasing local bands, DJs and party packs containing free promo stuff with shot glasses, uh, teas and other cool prizes on the, on the end. So t-shirts and shit. Um, really quick, Rico, do you want, you want a definition? Sure. Okay, Midori is a sweet, bright co- green-colored uh, musk melon-flavored liqueur made by Suntory, uh, manufactured in Japan, 
United States, Mexico, and France. So I guess it's something that they import from Japan, and it's a type of beverage. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I might have had it at one point. I've heard of it. I thought it was something else, but yeah. I think I've had it. I've been to some sushi places where I've gotten... I've walked out drunk, so it's possible. I've had sake. I didn't, I, I didn't always have sake. No, I didn't always have sake. Jojo had been dating the barman, a fetish in which she indulges even today. Yep. Had scored two tickets to this exclusive event, being that at the time I was usually too busy working two jobs to keep a roof over Jody's and my head, and usually way too bloody broke and bugger to accompany Jojo on one of her crazy nights of adventures out of, on the town. Not to mention, Jodes was still underage at 17 and couldn't come to the clubs and drink with the rest of us yet, and was never a big fan of it all anyway. So when JoJo began pestering me to take a night off, let my hair down and live a little with her, and Jody now insisting I do the same, I decided to throw my adulting cares out the window and indulge, a decision I would later in the evening come to regret. At first, I was concerned how we'd be getting home afterwards, but she assured me her new beau had access to a complimentary room at a nearby hotel that promoters had rented for the promotions Yeah, I mean, this is definitely pre-Uber, so, you know. Yeah. And he'd happened to score one of the freebies and a complimentary brekkie in the morning. Not to mention any drink that contained Midori, and it was on the house that night also. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... And to put it in JoJo's vernacular, we got ourselves slutted up. New shoes, dresses, hair, nails, and makeup done. And we were off on this crazy little Midori-fueled adventure. At first, I'd merely expected to wake up with a hangover. But what I didn't expect was to wake up with a world of regret and embarrassment. And I would forever carry about that night's events. After quickly getting past the bouncers and the crowds lined up around the block, attempting to gain entry to this exclusive event, I was feeling euphoric and ready to party the night away. Guys, all checking out the merch. Oh, sorry. Guys, all checking out the merch that had just walked through the door. I, should, I thought she was talking to us. Like, guys, this was fucking awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, which I was certain even at the time, all their eyes were all on her. We sashayed our way over to the bar and sat down at the end of it, almost as if the seats had been reserved for us exclusively the entire time. I took a moment to, per- to peruse the packed-out room, and I turned back around to see JoJo leaning over the bar, her boobs plunging out the top of her slinky, fiery red dress and pressed up against it, giving her intended an eyeful and a long, hot, sultry smooch. And whilst JoJo's guys are usually, as a rule, not my type, there was no doubt. This guy was hot. You know, it's funny. That's actually not allowed here. Like, most places, you, you've you've worked restaurants, your family's owned restaurants. Like, they, even if you have a girlfriend, boyfriend, they don't want the bartender. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. You, you can do that, like, when they're, like, out taking a smoke break or if they walk around from behind the bar. You can give a hug and shit like that, but you can't like some places blah, blah. don't even want you to indicate that you're you're with somebody just because yeah. they want yeah because it, it's actually statistic statistically proven that if you if they know you have a significant other they're less likely to buy drinks from you right once they were done with their sexy intros JoJo leaned in even closer flashing him even more of her cleavage at this point just take off the fucking dress JoJo fuck. 
and she spoke loud enough to be heard over the party tunage, yet still sexy enough to make me even blush. This is my friend Jay. Jay, this here is Tim. I promised her a hot summer's night out on the town. Can't help us make that happen? A cheeky smile formed between them, as if this had been some preconceived scheme they'd concocted between them. Oh, Almost sh- like I was... I'm sure something I'm... was cocked, all right. Yeah. Just wait. You'll, it'll, it'll happen, buddy. Almost like I was captured prey being led to my slaughter. He looked me up and down, stopping uncomfortably long at my low-cut cleavage line before his grin grew wider and strangely began to nod, as if he'd been pleased with this young and still very naive dish being offered up to him. It was Tim now reaching forward over the bar to me, reaching out to give me a kiss also. Can 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 I just... Can we stop for a second and just say, sure. like, why is it... That- when it's JoJo's plan, like, because I'm getting flashbacks to the to the, to the VDASM club that we did, what, two years ago at this point, I want to say, ish, three. maybe three. It's been yeah. a minute. Yeah, like, jo- JoJo's not allowed to plan this shit anymore. Like, yeah. JoJo is not allowed to, like, have, like, a fucking, like, a planning event book. Like she, she just like. Well, the, the irony is, I think that's part of what her job entails. She's just not allowed to include Jay in the plans. Really, is what it. <laughs> Look, the the story is good, so just bear with me. I'm, I'm with sorry. You. I'm, I'm sorry. With you. Just bear mean, with me. Yeah. Just... Uh, uh, reaching out to give me a kiss, also minus the tonsillectomy he just offered up to JoJo. Should I give uh, Tim a voice? If you want. Do you have any any suggestions? It ain't gonna be Rickman. I think is this is not Rickman like sex appeal in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Jeremy Irons came to mind. Like that was the first thing I thought of. Jeremy Irons is just when you throw Rickman in a dryer. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I mean, uh, one of my favorites, but you can only do one line, so I don't think you could you could do uh, it. Oh, you want me to do Statham? I don't think you could do Statham, no. I could, I, I could try. Hey there, Jay. Well, I'd be more than happy to make that happen. Can I offer you both a complimentary cocktail? But first, you have to try one of my specially created Midori shots for this evening's gig. Slam one of these down and sip on this tropical-themed cocktail. It's got lime, orange, and pineapple as opposed to just your regular Midori and lemon. Try it. See what you both think. I'll be right back. I gotta go kick somebody in the face. <laughs> gotta, gotta give some love to the other side of the bar. It was then as he was walking away, I could get a better look at him, well, from the rear. And he was even hotter. JoJo immediately catching me copping a perv at her guy's butt didn't hesitate to bounce. He's got a scrubby yummy ass, doesn't he? Well, that's not all that scrolling beneath his armory, but you'll find out soon enough. It's just wrong. That the Joker is doing this? Yeah, it's just, it's, <laughs> or is it just so fucking right? Uh, which, by the way, can I can I, I completely not related to this before I forget because you're mm. doing Joker? Can we give a quick shout out to our Harley and the arrival of her her her, her little Joker, her, her little li- fucking her, yeah. Yes, yeah. congratulations, Rebecca. Good and Steve. fucking job. 
And Steve. And Never Steve, met Steve, yeah. but congratulations. I haven't met did. him either, but he, he seems to be really good for her, and I'm, that makes me happy. So, yeah. Good for you guys. Congratulations on your 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 little villain that you just popped into the world. <laughs> it was born a villain. No, that would, be, that, would, that would be JoJo's offspring. That would be... God forbid. Can you imagine? <laughs> All right. I turned to JoJo, and a look of confusion formed on my face. But before I had even a moment's notice to find out what she meant by that subtle snipe. She picked up the two shot glasses he'd left for us out in the bar, and we were cheers and shook us toasting to a fun and memorable night, one neither of us would ever forget and would become a tale for the ages amongst or, us all. Or ever remember. No, they remember. Trust me. She wrote it down, so she That's remembers. True. That's true. <laughs> That'd be great. She's like, I don't remember what happened next, so fuck you guys. <laughs> That's just how she writes the story. Like, and then I blacked out. Sorry. The end. Thanks for, thanks for <laughs> listening to the report from Oz. That would be actually rather. I, I think we would both give her props for that. Just to, you know. I winced almost immediately at the exuberant, almost uh, medicinally sickly sweetness from the shot of Midori. Yeah. But JoJo slammed it down without a moment's hesitation. I'm sure. She quickly gave me my cocktail and needing almost anything in my mouth giggity at that moment to kill the intensity of the shot i took a big sip of the cocktail and it was delicious in comparison being a massive fan of pineapple helped and yes Ugh. pineapple does belong on a pizza at least it does down here anyway no you know no no i have i have an opinion on this if it's anything but no it's wrong <laughs> i think pineapple to people who like sweetness is fine on pizza I think there 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 are certain ingredients that go on pizza that I fucking don't like. I don't like bell peppers, period. So anytime I get a frozen pizza and it's a fucking supreme, I have to spend like a good ten minutes picking off little red and green bastards. Don't buy the supreme. It's got all the shit I want, everything else. You know, so but like, you know, it's it's usually like I'm that asshole. Every time I go to a Chinese restaurant, I'm like, hey, can I get this dish with no peppers, please? So it's all about palate. But my honest opinion is that I think I think fucking pineapple on pizza can be good. But I think people just bitched about it on the internet and now everyone's like afraid to acknowledge it. No. Yeah. I, well, maybe I've everybody... Had, I've had good pizza with pineapple. It was my favorite? No. But I've had it. I, I think it depends on what it's also paired up with. If you're getting like pineapple and olives like fucking Deadpool, then yeah, it's going to be a little weird. Sweet and savory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, sweet and salty, salty. And salty and sweet, yeah. <clears throat> and within a minute or two, my glass was empty, and I was already unwisely looking for more. By the way, the whole fucking pineapple pizza thing, the Hawaiian pizza, that was started in Canada. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I'm just saying. Uh, what, and that makes it okay? I, no, I'm saying that you can blame the Canadians. Oh, well, I usually do. So it's, you know. Hear that, Maddie? <laughs> As the night wore on, the smoke got thicker, the crowd and music louder, and the cocktails smell even sweeter and yummier. Because, yeah, you're fucked up. You can't taste it. That's what mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. By your fourth shot or fourth glass of whiskey, you're like, ah, this is great. No, it's not. It still tastes like ass. You just can't sense it right now. It does not taste like ass. It, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to tell. No, That's but even the, the first glass doesn't taste like ass. Whatever. It depends on the type of fucking whiskey. Michael fucking like got my ass drunk when we were fucking younger 
poured me like it was a normal fucking drink. By the third drink, he was fucking pouring awful shit, mixing it with other shit. I had no idea what I was drinking. Like fucking, like the flaming pe- Moe's without the flame, basically. It, it, it no, because the flaming Moe's sounded good. What <laughs> I found out, Michael gave me was basically like, oh, it was like fucking peach schnapps and like hot sauce. And and turpentine, like just like I mean, honestly, like he could have thrown in a fucking like here's a vial of fucking cancer, and I threw that in there. I would not have known, and I couldn't taste anything. Nor nor but, would like, he. I, I ended up like crawling and barfing my fucking guts out because I didn't know what the fuck was going on with me. It was right. all the hot sauce and everything. Yeah, that in fact I had like five of them. That too. Yeah. All right. Um. As we were cutting in our couple, blah, 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 I was coming. Blah, blah. Okay. Uh, sweeter and yummier. I was having the time of my life. We were dancing, laughing, and floating up a storm as we were cutting out into each other's couples and generally just getting our grooves on. All under the watchful and very pleased eyes of our guy in the know, Tim. But soon enough, last drinks were called and the party was slowly yet sadly coming to an end. Sorry, I, I, the way you say Tim, I I keep envisioning the guy, um, uh, the guy from Monty Python. Oh, the Tim you the can Enchanter. Call me Tim, you can call me Tim. <laughs> yet JoJo handed me yet another Midori and pine fused cocktail, assured me that a party of three was just beginning. Do you, Here, one for the road. You'll need this. Do you, do you do John Cleese? Because that's who you should do for Tim the not, rest of the way not, through. Not very well. Not, no, okay. a, not a very All good right. one. It's not, right. it's not worth even trying. All right. um, here, one for the road. You'll need this. It'll keep your jet engines fueled for what's to come. Once again, I looked at her still about... Jay, you're fucking like, not understanding. How, how do you not get it? Mm. I'm already caught up, and I, even, I don't even know what's going to happen. Kind of. Um, once again, I looked at her still baffled by these continual innuendos and completely oblivious as to what it was still to come. It was all of you. But that glass of green heaven just kept calling in me, uh, calling in me back, reckless and regardless of whatever would uh, uh, eventuate. We sat nearby as everyone was ushered out and onto the streets, remaining behind as if we were members of some elu- exclusive clique. Or a pair of groupies hanging out post-concert waiting for some hot musician or DJ to finish his set or show. It, it really was fun and exhilarating. And I didn't want this feeling to end. But alas, it did. And surely after Tim said goodnight to his fellow mates behind the bar, uh, came to our table and offered a hand to each of us. How fucking very polite of him. And with the amount of Midori I just consumed, that assist was very much appreciated, I assure you. We exited, and immediately the cool ocean air filled my lungs, clearing out all the both uh, pyrotechnic and cigarette smoke that had heavily congested them all that evening, and cooling my fiery, rosy cheeks. One of us under each arm, possessively, as if we both belonged only to him, and the two of us giggling like little schoolgirls getting away with mischief. We hailed a taxi and surprisingly scored one almost immediately. It was only then the three of us all huddled in the back seat of the cab that the realization of what they both seemed to have in mind was laid out. Tim went in for a long, sensual patch that I was already embarrassed to be up close and privy to. His hand, 
cupping and groping Jojo's breast and moaning as he did so, disregarding both myself and the cabbie's presence. I'm curious what the cabbie was doing. He was just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? No, cabbie's probably used to it. That kind of shit happens all the time, I bet. Um, yeah, but there's Jojo in the car. He's like, and oh, you again? God damn it. It was probably her personal ride. He was probably waiting for her. That's probably how they got the fucking ride almost immediately. He's like, all right, Jojo fucking hooked me up. And I mean, we hooked up. And then, like, she's like, all right, be at this fucking corner at, like, 4.07 a.m. or some shit. Do, do, you remember, do you remember Kevin's whole thing on how to get across the country in Jane, Son, and Bob Strike Back? The rules of the oh, road? Oh, yeah, the rules of the road? Yeah, that's, that's you, you know Jojo's down for that. I mean, come on now. I don't know. So with all the money she allegedly have is, has, why the fuck does she need to take a cab anywhere? Well, she has her own fucking private limo driver. Well, I mean, again, she's not flaunting. Remember, we talked about this. Jojo has her own fucking thing called Boober. I think you all said right. that before. I. It's still a good joke. It's still a good joke, yes. All right. Um, I turned my head to stare out the window at the city lights reflecting off the harbor's dark and deep waters, the street lights dancing across the gentle ripples upon its surface. And that was the complete opposite of what Tim had in mind. He placed his hand on my thigh, and before I knew it, his tongue was so far down my throat I could barely breathe. I don't I don't get the fucking let me throat fuck you with my tongue. I don't get it. I've had girls do that to me, and I'm like, whoa, can we just fucking kiss normally for Christ's sake? That is normally for some people. It's so stupid. I don't get it. Here, fucking gag me with a tongue. What the fuck is wrong with you? You want me to throw up on your face? Is that what you want? Like, um, Oh, Rico. At first, I tried to play it cool, slow him down and such, but he was going for it. He then returned to Jojo, whom, as you can well imagine, seemed to enjoy what he was offering up way more than I was. Question was, how did I get the hell out of this night of three to be? Shortly afterwards... We arrived at the hotel, one which, whilst wasn't the shabbiest in town, was definitely not one of the nicer establishments either. We exit the cab, again, one of us under each arm, except this time with a lot of less frivolity, especially from yours truly, as we enter the foyer and tiny reception area. Tim went to the counter to check in and collect the keys for what would be our room for the evening, which gave me the perfect opportunity for a few moments alone with Jojo and find out why exactly she'd not warned me prior what tonight's festivi- festivities were really all about. You need you to having a- fun, Jay? I'm oh, sorry? She needed to ask? Yeah, she, well, more of like, why did you do this to me? God, why have you forsaken me? But but, what, but that's my point. Like, why do you need to ask? The, the Midori. No, the answer is simple. Jojo. It, yeah. <laughs> you having fun, Jay? Are you kidding me, Jojo? Please tell me this isn't some kinky sex shit you plan with him. I'm not having a three-way with him, and even worse, you. Oh, come on, Jay. Have a live a little. It'll be fun. You said you want to be reckless and let your hair down. And did I mention his room has a spa bath in it? When she said that, the lure of a spa wasn't going to entice me either. She tried another tact. Jay... You know I would never force you to do anything you didn't want to do. Uh-huh. But I just thought, out of all my friends, you'd be the one who'd enjoy this night the most. You've been single for a bit, and it's all just some harmless fun on a Saturday night. 
Come on, Jay. Do me this one little favor, won't you? Seems like this is a conversation that happens every five years. I don't even think it's that frequent. I don't even think it's that distant. I think it's more frequent than that. Every day, it's a fucking adventure, right? I'll I'll give her every six months. I'll give her a six-month gap in between. Right. You know, JoJo's got to do other shit, whoring around Ozzy or slutting it up. I don't know what the fuck she does. Robbing banks and blowing commissioners and blowing up buildings and fucking whatever. Well, we've heard about her falling over Jay's couch, so I mean, there's that too, you know. Yeah, that is the least dangerous thing JoJo's ever done, <laughs> is falling over a couch. Mm. And then promptly fucking passing out. When there, she thought there was a killer spider in the vicinity, she's like, oh shit, alright, time to pass out now. That's when you and I move, right, buddy? Like... <laughs> There's a killer spider. I'm not going to pass out. I'm going to go outside with there's probably more danger, but I know there's danger inside. Anyways, and in the way only our Joe Joker can, it worked and she won me over. And I really don't have to root him if I choose not to. Not at all, but you never know. You may actually choose to. I sincerely doubt it, JoJo. He returned to us both, still huddled and whispered in the corner, resuming his pimpish grasp of us both under each arm as we entered the lift to get to our room. The movement and speedy motion of it made me realize I was indeed very inebriated, and the thought of a nice relaxing spa was actually beginning to sound enticing. But the planned nudity of the situation wasn't. When we entered the room, it was lovely, and deaf not as gaudy as the foyer was. Tim popped the cork on some champers, toasted to the fun, I'm sorry, the fun night still to come, and we began to disrobe for our spa. We slowly entered the warm, bubbly waters once again, one on each side of him, for a brief moment forgetting what was expecting from me by my presence and knowing with complete certainty it wasn't occurring, not that night anyway. Well... Now, whether it was the warmth of the waters or the company, I suddenly began to feel very queasy. Yeah, because you were shit-faced and you were in a hot tub and it was dehydrating you. That's what was happening. Uh, Jojo and Tim were hot and heavily groping all over each other. All whilst I was trying to stop the room from spinning with a few deep breaths and my eyes closed. But the moment Tim turned and without me seeing it coming shoved his tongue so deep down my throat that if I still had tonsils, he'd have been tickling them. And that's when it happened. I could not contain nor control it anymore. I pushed him away just in time for an avalanche of green-colored vomit to burst forth from my nauseated stomach and began filling up the bubbly waters we were all immersed in. It looked like a scene from The Exorcist, and no matter how hard I tried, it would just not stop gushing. Immediately, both Jojo and Tim jumped out of the now grotesque and puke-filled waters, and whilst Tim was irate, Jojo could not stop laughing. And me, I was mortified. If those green waters could have drowned me whole at that point, I honestly wouldn't have minded. I slowly attempted to clamor my now-shaken bod out of there, But the more I moved, the more I'd spin. Inevitably, the more projectile vomit would evacuate my body, which then in turn just made Jojo laugh even harder, which merely provoked even more verbal abuse from the suave and previously pleasant Tim. 
Jojo tried. That's why I got a kick in the face. Like he's just being thrown up on. Yeah, yeah. Jojo tried to reason with him, and me apologized profusely, but he wasn't having a bar of it, and threw us both out of the room. Luckily, Jojo, even through her hysterics, had the good mind to gather our clothes and belongings on the way out the door. Even the lift back down, my many sorries continued. I'm so sorry I ruined everything. Your fun night, your relationship, the spa. Oh, Jay, you did ruin shit. I've not laughed so hard in like ever. The look on his face when he was covered in all that green shit he'd been dishing out to everyone all night long was the green icing on the cake. He's a total loser, and I probably wouldn't even have seen him after again after tonight anyway. You're the one I'm worried about. You're the one you're w- worried about. You brought her in this fucking location she, every time. I, I See, this is why I can't get a beat on her, because, like... She's, like, the most loyal and the most, like, I'll be there for you, but also... <laughs> Hey, I got us arrested, and sorry. <laughs> I'm going to put you in the most fucked up situation possible, but at the end of the day... It's a I, great story. And, and and she's loyal to a fault. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I just... Yeah. This really is... Like, I honestly think we should just call Jay Batman, because this is exactly that relationship. <laughs> it's, jo- it's Joker and Batman. Like, I will destroy the world, but I love you, Batsy. Like, that's really what this is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, then Jody's got to be Robin, even though she's not around as much anymore. Like, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we got to the ground floor, I happily exited and ran straight out on the street for round two at the bar fest. Whilst Jojo rang Cassie and Becca to get out of bed and drive all the way across town to pick us up. Well, at least they weren't down on the farm yet. Right. Even whilst waiting for them to arrive, the Joe Joker was still laughing diabolically, and the hysterics continued and multiplied. <laughs> I can totally imagine this. Yeah. Um, I, I, even though I don't know what JoJo looks like, I'm just imagining it's the yeah, Joker. Yeah. Like no, the Joker. I, the the I, Joker I, was in a hot tub with fucking Jason Statham. That's how I'm envisioning. This. I, I have a. I've had a vision of JoJo in my head for some time now of what I suspect she looks like. So anytime we tell these stories, I can. I that character starts animating in my brain. Well, I had a possibility of like who, what I thought it was, and I sent Jay a photo. I was like, "Is this? Is this how I imagined?" Like, "Oh, you know, you're way off." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I I did the same, but until we get confirmation, it's still kind of what I yeah." It's honestly just sending fucking Joker. That's it. Is it is it is it Heath Ledger's Joker or is it Mark Hamill's Joker or is it Nicholas no, Joker? No, for for real though, I I do have this this vision of what this woman looks like and acts like. So whenever we hear these stories, yeah, go ahead. Well, you're the you're the JoJo Whisperer, so apparently, uh, apparently, I'm just the Joe Joker Whisperer. I'm the one who can I'm, give her I'm, a voice. I'm the yeah. I'm the I'm the Whisperer. You're the voice. Yeah. Um, uh, the hysterics continued and multiplied as she regaled the girls on the evening's events. All the while, me getting them to pull over to the side of the road and refund that Midori over and over. <laughs> refund that Midori. That's a great way of yeah, of really is fun. yeah. But you didn't pay, so you didn't refund shit. Yeah, you. How, how do you refund a freebie? Throwing <laughs> up. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> As you could well imagine, not one of us had indulged in that sickly sweet green monster ever again. Yeah, I would imagine not. 
Years later, JoJo saw Tim still behind a bar, but many hey. years older. And Rico, way less suave and sexy. Very, very quickly, Rico. One of the most famous drinks, apparently, in, that contains Midori is called a Scooby Snack. Which, Ruby? Yeah. Well, just considering what she calls her computer, I find that rather hysterical. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we went up to the bar, and Will said first he she didn't uh, he didn't recognize her. It all came flooding back to him once she placed her drink order. Yeah, Midorian pineapple, please. That is actually the drink. It's a Scooby snack? It's Midori coconut rum and uh, Midori coconut rum, pineapple juice, and banana liqueur. Okay, I'm for, for the sake of it, we're going to do a rewrite. Yes, I'll take a Scooby snack, please. <laughs> please, Jason Statham, give me a Scooby snack. You know what I'm going to do. Judge, you know I'm what like... I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to put a little fucking umbrella in your drink and I'm going to get in your face. <laughs> <laughs> now, according to JoJo, a cold shiver appeared to cause some kind of PTSD flashback. <laughs> and he instantly knew who she was and promptly refused to serve her as she began hysterically laughing once again. Just as she had that night. And every time she shares this humiliating tale of mine with almost everyone we meet. She really is the Joker. Like That's what I'm saying. Like, right? ugh. Like, no, but every so often I try to defend her and she just trails it back. There's no... Yeah, go ahead. I'm almost done. No, it's uh, fine. Oh, and as for that threesome between us, well, who really knows? Perhaps sometime down the road, the Joe Joker may in fact become the diddler once more. Just as Smokey said, you should try everything in life twice. And after all, it's happened once before back in the day. And it most definitely wasn't this disastrous evening. Did it? But that's did it really? another tale for another time. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Now it's time for you all to fasten your seatbelts, slip those drink trays away, and head back up north. Catch you again next time when you all return to Oz. So with the biggest of koala, care, koala bear cuddles and so very much love for you all, your number one fan, mate, and cunty correspondent from Oz, Jay. <laughs> I just... I, I, yeah. Uh, first off, thank you, Jay, for real. The, the, it's always the, These are always so much fun to do. But hold what, what? Yeah, that was, uh, this is like the lost fucking, like, see, this is what I wish the sequel to Joker would be with, like, fucking Joaquin and Lady Gaga. If it's that, if there's a scene in that, I'm, I'll be, I'm okay with it. Lady I, Gaga. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just. <laughs> what do you, I mean, what the fuck do we even call this episode? I, like. I, I, the Joe Joe Joker's green threesome, like no, because there's more to this than just that. That's that's true. I don't know. I'll have to work on this one. I I'm really I, I'm I'm throwing a couple in my brain, but they're not worth talking about yet. Um. Well, thanks a lot, Jay, and I guess thank you, JoJo. What the fuck? And uh, like what? Uh, I don't know. That, yeah. I. I, I I'm going to go and fucking eat like from Jersey Mike's in a second. So that's how I'm going to wind down 
from hearing a fucking no. Here's what we call it: the extra sisters. Oh, uh, <laughs> my Joker laugh. I love when you make yourself laugh. Um, Someone has to. Ow. No, that's for everybody. You know, you know, I'm not a big fucking laugher. That is actually one of my favorite sounds on the planet. When I can get you to laugh like that, if I can say something to get you laugh that well, that's usually I'm I'm good for I'm good. We can. You're we good. Can. You're good for the day. Like yeah. you, you, your car could be still be like, yeah, I made Rico laugh today. It's all we, good. We can stop the recording there because it's just all downhill from there. It ain't gonna get. Well, any... Steph does the same shit. Like whenever Steph makes me laugh, and she's just like, I could see this big grin forming. I'm like. You sh- and, I, and I know exactly what it means. I'm like, you are very proud of yourself, aren't you? Like, <laughs> I really am. I really am. I made you laugh. Oh, man. Well, um, you know what, Jay? You made us laugh. You made us did. cry. It you was, made us laugh. So. It, it, it was good. It was a good, it was a good report. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I look forward to because apparently there's more to both pieces that are legit probably being written as we, as we say these words. So, you know. Well... Coming soon to a to a podcast theater near you, the epilogue of whatever the fuck we call this one. Um, I I, I do want to. I, I we usually give you the last word, but and 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 that's fine. But I do want to say something before we go. Um, mm-hmm. based on when this will be coming out, because by the time this releases, if my math is right, yes, you will be a married man. So my <laughs> um. My congratulations to you and your your bride and um I know this is the um I would call it the prelude to the actual party. So, you know, and and while the more important important part, that's why I'm I'm not uh genuinely upset to not be there this weekend, but I I look forward to the the day that we all get to get together and celebrate this uh, for what it real for what it it really has already been. <coughs> I mean, you guys are yeah. basically just like certifying something that's already been in place for well. Some time there are going to be some changes, and yeah. I will I will actually reveal them. Uh, Stephanie is going to add Giorgio to her last name. Nice. Uh, so she's going to take her, 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 no, she's not going to do that. She's going to just take her middle name and her previous last name and just make them both middle names. Okay. People do that. So she'll two yeah. middle names. Yeah. And that actually got inspired me. So I'm looking at it and, you know, I've told you this. <clears throat> I have a very Italian fucking name, mm-hmm. but the middle name is improper Italian. You know this. I've explained this to you. It, it, it was Silvio is traditionally S.I., but because my mother's father died, his name was Sylvan. They won't. They went S.Y. And for the longest time, I was like, it's unique. It's my own thing. It's whatever. I didn't change that. But I for for like a brief second when I, when Steph and I were doing the what are your names going to be like, you know, you do all this shit online if you want to. I I kept Enrico. Silvio spelled as it was because I didn't want to be like trying to remember how to fucking misspell my name. So I was like, I'll just leave it as is because I'm used to it. And then I'm adding Amdahl as oh, a nice. secondary middle name. Nice. So just like her, where I was like, well, look, if you're going to have two fucking middle names, 
I'll do two fucking middle names. Sure. And I'll add Amdahl. That way, at least mom could be sort of at my wedding. Yeah, no, that's very awesome. That's very, very awesome. Yeah. That's a that's a good way to. Uh, it's also a nice way to pay tribute to your mom. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I told I told Maxwell he was very happy about it because Maxwell threw back at me. He's like, "You're not gonna have Maxwell be your last name." <laughs> I was like, "Rico Maxwell or Enrico Maxwell just does not sound very good." Yeah, it's got a weird ring to it. I mean, we'd get used to it if we have to, but yeah. Um, Rico Amdahl doesn't work either. No, but but you're now Enrico S A. To Giorgio is what you are. Yeah, I'm an essay. That's a, that's a, a nice. Actually, when I put it down, I was like, mm. I'm a fucking essay. <laughs> According to my license, I certainly look Mexican. That's what happened. Uh, so, um, but no, congrats, oh. congratulations, you guys. I'm very happy for you, and uh, still find it very interesting. This this thing started four years ago with planning mine, and mm. it it turned one one eighty the other direction. But four years later, but that's what it is, you know, so. Uh, it is what it is, man, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's the end of your story. Oh, no, no, I didn't, I wasn't even implying that. I was just saying that it's just a little funny to me that that's the switch, the spin, that's all, so. It is, however, the end of this episode. CJ here with some show information and a few thank yous. After I'm done, stay tuned for the Damn It, our very own post credit scene. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your smart speaker, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you enjoy the show as much as we hope you do, make sure to tell a friend where they can find us too. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at RantsRico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. And like the show page, Podeskew Podcast, on Facebook. If you love music as much as I do, you should check out my alter ego, DJ Xanthus, on my radio show every Thursday from 9pm to midnight-ish, and Saturday from 10pm to midnight-ish, Eastern Standard Time, at www.radio-airwaves.co.uk. I tend to run past midnight, hence the ish. Oh, and DJ Xanthus is on Twitter at DJ X-A-N-T-H-U-S. Make sure to follow that for show updates. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our awesome logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Check out tpublic.com slash if you want to display your love of the logo and Potescue. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you our next episode. Don't forget the damn it. Your mother sit here with his cash. Would you like to leave a message? I see that she gets it. If that's true, then you must know my mother's maiden name. What is it?
Rescue! Rescue.